Doomsday will be your last day, Hogan. You want a last meal? You better hurry up and order. We cannot coexist in this planet, Hogan. It's Doomsday. We are the Alliance to Eliminate Hulkamania! Woo! Hogan! My back's against the wall. That makes me very dangerous and very angry. And Hogan, it's gonna be survival of the fittest. It's a podcast about pro wrestling movies and pro wrestling movies. Hosted by Lumberjake, Mike Payfi, and JC. We constantly bicker, but we are best friends. From no holds bar to the naked man, the fun never ends. Be sure to stick around for our mascot, Mr. Peacock, and a great wrestling show that truly rocks. Hey everyone, welcome oh. to Three Way Theater. Hey guys, what? I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjig. And I'm JC. And this is Best in Show. What? Where we review like a like a pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Well, because normally we review uh, pro wrestling. Movies. And pro wrestling movies. Exactly. Right. And of course, with that pro wrestling, we have Best in Show where we... Uh, Lumberjake picks something out of the archives, or just a random event. Dig something out of there. You know, uh, a modern day classic. Yeah, a modern day classic is one way to put it. Yeah. And we go in and we review the entire card. We take a look to see what the best in show was. Um, but we, uh, you know, it's normally the three of us because we're normally three peas in a pod. Cast. Cast. Uh, but for best in show, we have a fourth, right? Who do we right. got tonight? Uh, we have the former Todd Harris. We have Brett Ryan Gosling. Hey, hey, it's Brett Ryan Goslin, and you're listening to Three Way Theater. Oh, that's a pretty good Boom. With we Jake, Mike Pava, and JC. Oh, that's me. What's we- going on? On guys, man, how are you? <laughs> is he is he is he in, is he in gimmick right? He's now? our new announcer. I was gonna say, is he <laughs> is he like interviewing to be our new announcer? Yeah. Are you in, are you in character right now? Yeah. You're gonna be our Andy Richter. No. Now hold on. This- Does this mean it's his first time on the podcast? Yeah. Yes. First time, long time. Huh. Yes. Interesting. And the fire truck is going by. Don't mind that. Nope, that was just me, guys. So uh, what we do, as you mentioned, we pick a best in show. We also pick a worst in show. <laughs> do we ever? Uh huh. <laughs> That's always fun. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's hard it, to pick a best in show. Sometimes <laughs> they're the same thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's been voted 
for best in show and worst in show. We also pick our favorite spot of each match. Correct. As yes. Well. Yes. Um, Lumberjake, I have to ask you. You know, um, first of all, I guess we should uh, unveil the curtain here. The event we're reviewing is WCW Uncensored 1996. Yeah, what some people would say was like the pinnacle of WCW. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, totally. oh, I don't think so. The pinnacle of WCW and NWA and Jim Crockett promotions. <laughs> okay, that's that's all what right. they. That's what people would say. So what? Uh, is it because it's the pinnacle? Is that why you chose this event? What made you pick Uncensored 96? Well, first of all, I love picking things that came out before our guest was born. Uh, he was oh. born by then, wasn't he? Weren't no. you? No. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. You know, His parents weren't even married at this point. Oh. Yeah, it's actually funny. I um, This this show happened... Uh, this show happened and it had a, the street fight between the LOD and Booker T and Sting, right? Sure yep. did. Had the Chicago street fight. Well, this event happened, and then one year later, nearly to the day, they had the Chicago Street Fighter WrestleMania 13. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, February 27th, 1998, uh, Todd Harris was born. <laughs> <laughs> so really, three years in a row, very important historical yeah, yeah. events took place. Very, like, boom, boom, boom. Wow. So this event took place on March 24th, 1996? Yeah. Uh, it's in the Tupelo Coliseum in Tupelo, Mississippi. That's I right. saw this on pay-per-view. Sure did. I, I'm sure you have a uh, VHS of it somewhere in the giant box that I just left at Lumberjake's house. Now, was it a VHS copy off of the black box, or was it yes. an actual yeah. taped turn-on yes. video? No, no, it's taped off the VH, yeah. v- VCR from the black box. Nice. I didn't get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can, maybe you can uh, let Todd... Uh, oh. shoes, excuse me, what are we calling you again? Uh, Brett? Brett? Ryan Gosling? Yeah, just call him Uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I prefer BRG. Okay, okay, BRG. I was going to call you B-Rye. Don't worry, just look at my forearm. Oh, oh, shit! That's going to make things so much easier. I thought that was a Ruth Bader Ginsburg (laughs) tattoo. (laughs) I'm so confused. I just, uh, I'm a little dyslexic, so you got to, sorry about that. Uh (laughs) No, I'm just a little dyslexic, sorry. So (laughs) the show drew about 9,000 fans, roughly 100 shy of capacity. It's not bad. Um, So they've been refunded. Well, (laughs) this was in Biloxi? Tupelo? Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo, Mississippi. So uh, almost near where Heroes of Wrestling took place? Yeah, yes. that's true. Almost. Uh, the tagline of the show was, everything you wanted to see, plus the stuff you haven't thought of yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Mikey, Boy. what was happening in the world of wrestling at that time? Well, guys. A lot of better shit. <laughs> on March 5th, Kevin Nash officially gave notice that he would be leaving WWF to go to WCW when he called Vince McMahon on the morning of March 5th. Just oh. a couple weeks before. Ooh, okay. Sid Vicious, who was 35 at the time, announced on Memphis TV on March 2nd that because of neck and shoulder injuries that he would be retiring from wrestling. Man, what a loss. Yeah, we never saw him wrestle Never to again come back, yeah. yeah. He had a great career. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Jesse Ventura prevailed for the third time in his lawsuit regarding royalties against the WWF. This time on the Supreme Court level, when the court refused without comment to overturn the original decision made in a Minnesota court... Ventura was awarded $809,000 in royalties, more, more than $200,000 in accrued interest on the original award on 90 WWF videotapes that he appeared on as either a commentator, a wrestler, or uh, anything such as that. Now, during that time, I remember some of the VHS home releases that had, like, throwback matches that Jesse Ventura commentated on, they redubbed them with Gorilla Monsoon and Stan Lane. Correct. 
Now, I guess part of the lawsuit was the fact that he was told when he was signing his contract that nobody got royalties for anything as far as videotapes go, unless your name was on the tape, like it was a best of whoever. Um, Hillbilly Jim. That's why, uh, Correct. you know, Johnny Bloopers from Bloopers, Blops, and Slams, <laughs> he gets paid really well. I rented that so many times. <laughs> Me too. Um, that and the biggest, the smallest, the strangest, and the strongest, that was another classic. That's a good one. Is yeah. Jesse one of those guys, he's one of the only ones that ever got one over on Vince. Yeah, that's true. And uh, also Raven, when he successfully filed for unemployment after he got released. <laughs> yes. I love Raven. I, we've talked about that, how Fucking much I amazing. love Raven. He's so smart. He is. So this uh, this show happened a week before WrestleMania 12, mm-hmm. which was uh, it really should goes to show you where the world of wrestling was at, where you had this main event and then... A week later, you had Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in a fucking Iron Man match. So you have one of the worst main events versus one of possibly the best main events. Well, here's no. the thing. This You're was right. This Doomsday Cage, amazing. This match... <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this on pay-per-view when I was five, six years old, and I don't remember much about it, but I in- remember enjoying it. So here's uh, here's my lukewarm take okay i like this show now now i'm not saying i liked the matches i'm not saying that i liked the main event i'm not saying i liked any of that but i like this show and i think it's because the lack of an alternative wrestling company out there you know it's just wwe now and it's very just like manufactured from the mcmahon world wcw was its own thing man and there's a charm to it for as bad as it is. I think you're looking through rose-colored glasses right oh, now. Oh, I'm very or, nostalgic for or it. Or Gorilla absolute... Monsoon-colored glasses, as I would say. <laughs> now you see, I'm not nostalgic whatsoever about this shit. That's true. <laughs> That's Jeffrey, you have no... You have no... Memory. Preconceived. Right, because really, at this time, like, you know, Hogan was just about to turn. Uh, the NWO was supposed to... Con- ECW was rising right. as, this, as this phenomenon, and... <laughs> to, to have a pay-per-view where the tagline is uh, everything you wanted to see plus the stuff you haven't thought of yet. Mm, right. Well, that, that's, I mean, that's true, though. That's a true tagline. Okay. I, you know, here's the thing. I mean, obviously, you and I, Mikey, you and I have talked about how much we were hardcore ECW fans. Right. I was a WWF kid over WCW, but there is a piece of me that watches this and says... There's no way something like this could ever be produced today from another company. And I think that's why, like, even though, like, this whole all elite wrestling thing hasn't really started yet, it's still in its very baby nucleus. Any kind of alternative, I think, is a positive for this business. Of course. And I think, for better or for worse, WCW was a super alternative. But what part of the show, did, like, you just said it might not have been the matches. There's, there's it was, little things that I know. We'll get like okay. we'll get into it, but All I mean, right. like there's little things like even just having good old Stagger Lee, you know, Stagger Lee I mean, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, did you know, uh, Brett? Did you know that Stagger Lee Marshall, the backstage ring announcer, um, that was the voice of Tony the Tiger? Uh huh. The guy with the mustache. But now you have to tell him who Tony the Tiger is. <laughs> <laughs> Tony the Tiger, there was this uh, cereal called Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I've heard it. It's great. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah, it's great. All right. Yeah, he seemed very genuine about <laughs> that. Um, so a funny a funny backstage note before the show. Yes. Uh, 
Ric Flair, Bobby Heenan, and Gene Ogerland still hadn't arrived to the building. <laughs> uh, the story is, and this comes straight from the Observer, is that they got lost trying to find Tupelo coming from the Memphis airport the day of the show. Usually, of course, everyone gets there uh, a day beforehand, at least in this time. Um, so they didn't make it. <laughs> That's why Lee Marshall opened the main event show beforehand. Uh, Ric Flair missed the first heel interview on main event. And uh, that's why Bobby Heenan wasn't in a suit and was dressed in his leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he didn't have time to change. He was wearing his Mike Pave outfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, um, that's also why at the end of the pay-per-view, uh, when Heenan's going off, Shivani tells him, oh, don't get lost on your way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, inside the little rib. Little. Yeah. I'm assuming they were also very drunk because my notes have that Gene Okerlund was trashed the entire show. I mean... Th- yeah, those have been in my notes every single Gene Okerlund appearance we've had on the show. There was, a, there, I think there was especially in some of the interviews, um, maybe the one with Loch Ness. Um, oh my God, we'll get, uh, there. We'll, we'll get there. Not to speak ill of the dead. Oh no, I, listen, shit. I love he, Gene. He was on. I don't care if he had a fucking yeah, few, a no. few cold ones, <laughs> but you know, um, some gin and water or something. But there's like a that. reason why they got oh, lost. Oh, that's the Okerlund. Oh uh, yeah, there's a reason why they got lost. Um, also, you mentioned main event. As the the pre-show, yes. Mm-hmm. Also happening on that was Mr. JL beat uh, Dean Malenko, mm-hmm. so Jerry Lynn beat Dean Malenko. Jim Duggan beat Big Bubba Rogers. Uh, Dick Slater beat Alex Wright when Medusa ran out and chased Colonel Robert Parker around the ring. Uh, Dick Slater hit Alex Wright with his boot and knocked him out for the win. Love it. And then the Steiner brothers and the Nasty Boys went to a no contest when the LOD ran in. Like that's amazing to me that the Steiner brothers are on main event. Like yeah. that, like okay, and again, again, nostalgic, you know, rose tinted glasses. There's just something, you know, when this roster is so stacked. Now, granted, what they put on the pay per view wasn't their strongest, but on the under, that's a pretty solid little main event. Yeah, like, but you have to think like because of that show, you could call Mister JL and like Dick Slater. They're main eventers. It's true. <laughs> they appeared on main event every week. Main eventers. Yeah, right. that's why in WWF I called them halftime heaters. <laughs> All right, so um, if you listened to the beginning of this episode, you heard the in- the incredible intro to Uncensored ninety six. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's word for word the opening. Of that the is the video. opening. I listened to it and I stopped and I rewound it and I was like, "Wait a second, what did what did I just watch?" And I, I felt we needed to do that intro. That Jimmy Hart laugh. <laughs> You, you, I don't know who did that Jimmy Hart laugh, but they did a great job. Uh, I just Jimmy Hart is—he was just so over the top, and him and Lex Luger were working so well together, in my opinion. Uh, JC, we're also looking at the poster for Uncensored. Yes. Uh, there's something that Brett pointed out. Uh-huh. Would you, if you'd like to point that out again? We have the big just, the... just, just to add to the shit that's already on this. The fact that we have Bane from Batman <laughs> and Robin <laughs> it's, on this poster. It's just which, straight up Bane's a fucking head. Here's what we need to understand about that. Um, Batman and Robin came out in 1997. <laughs> so that that's two years after, or a year well, the, after the show, whatever. So Jeep uh, Swenson, yep. who uh, plays the character of the ultimate yes. solution. Get it right. Um... Uncensored 96 in the Doomsday Cage. He was playing the role of Bane in Batman and Robin, and he um, he must have been filming. He must have been filming um, 
and basically uh he must have brought the they must have done pictures on set. There's the only reason like cuz it takes about a year to f- film it and get everything out there. Um Batman but, and Robin came out in June of 1997. But the mean, picture that they use of Lex Luger, that looks like Lex Luger in fucking the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe there's more time travel involved. Just like that old three-way theater conspiracy <laughs> with the Zodiac with Zodiac being in Mr. Nanny years That made before. no sense. And if you thought the Zodiac made no sense, wait till you <laughs> see the booty man. Um, but this is a Fuck great him. picture of Hulk. This, this is truly a memorial photo where they're all just looking up in the clouds. Yeah, it looks like they're all looking down from heaven. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, they're all... A lot of these are dead. Yeah. Of these guys are dead. Um, now, what, what was the WCW name for Hogan and Savage? They couldn't be the Mega Powers. They, sh- they, they sure fucking yeah, they called were. them that. Yeah, they were. They did call them that multiple times. They were they the Mega Powers. Oh, but... Uh, I don't know how they got away with it. You mentioned these guys looking like they're up in heaven and shit um this pay-per-view actually broke a record for three-way theater oh no most deaths on a show wow that's impressive the most people that have passed away are that are currently on a show the list uh is eddie guerrero loch ness hawk randy savage ultimate solution woman miss elizabeth bobby heenan dusty Rhodes, lee marshall and mean g 11 people wow yeah, breaking the uh, former record set by WrestleMania X7. I didn't even know Loch Ness was sick. Uh, he was very sick. <laughs> oh, at the time of the pay-per-view, yeah, that, sure. make, that yes. actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. And he only lived for like another year after this? Sure did. Well, and, like, uh, that leg drop was rough. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive in. Um, before we, oh, hold on, real quick. <laughs> I, I have uh, so the Doomsday there? Cage was originally supposed to be a four-on-one match, okay, with oh. four levels, okay. But apparently Hulk Hogan used his creative power to have that changed a week before the show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I can only assume that it would have been Ric Flair, Arn Anderson. Uh, and it was going to be somebody like Sullivan, else, Sullivan. Sullivan and Pillman. Yeah. Well, no. Well, Pillman was a last minute addition. It was. I believe it was going to be uh, one of the faces. I, I think it was going to be uh, Sullivan. It was going to be Anderson Flair in the Faces of Fear. That makes sense. Megan Fa- Barbarian. I see, I see. I read the Faces of Fear were a last minute uh, substitution uh, for other people. And as also, well. Loch Ness. Some kind of Loch Ness said he was going to be in it. Right, also, Loch Ness was supposed to be in this match as well, but he got pulled out at the last second. Right. Brian Pillman was supposed to be in this match, but he was in the height but of his loose cannon character. P- well, so, so I've been reading um, the the Titan trilogy by James Dixon. So the 1995 year was Titan sinking. Um, 1996 was Titan shattered, and I'm just starting the 1997 year, which is Titan screwed. And it just goes one calendar year talking about the WWF. <laughs> and so I just finished reading the 1996, which obviously talked a lot about Pillman. And this was during the height of the loose cannon where he was starting to work the boys and get this plan with Bischoff to get himself released from his WCW contract, making some appearances in ECW. And um, basically, Pillman was hot as fuck. He was getting a lot of attention online. There was a buzz about him. And Hogan saw that. And so in the lead up the week before Uncensored, he pitched the idea to add Pillman to the match. And so that's because Pillman made an unannounced appearance on, on the uh, March 11th version of Nitro. Right. And Hogan, like you said, saw this and was like, hey, brother, come work with me. Um, the original plan uh, for the go-home episode of Nitro was Hogan and Savage beat the shit out of Brian Pillman, out comes Z Gangster and Ultimate th- <laughs> Final <laughs> Solution. Uh-huh. <laughs> come out to make the save run and Hogan and Savage back off 
But when that was happening, Pillman avoided Hogan like the fucking plague and yep. refused to come anywhere near him. Yep. Hogan tried to grab him, and Pillman legit like ripped his hair out of his head to like mm-hmm. keep away from Hogan because he knew as soon he as he knew. ate the fucking leg drop. That's it for the fucking character. You're not going to be this big free agent playing both sides if you let Hogan fucking take you out with the leg drop. Yeah, there goes all your credibility. All your fucking marketing power. And that's why Brian was so fucking smart. So he, like, him and Bischoff talked about it, and the plan was for him to be on this team at yep. at uh, Uncensored. And then that's why I love, you know, when we get to the main event, but, like, Shivani, they don't know if Pillman's actually going to show no up clue. or not. So because, they just keep on mentioning Because him. to them, the last thing they saw was the Saturday night shows, which... Yep. Kept Had, saying, yeah, Pillman, Pillman's going to be in this trim, in, in Gabo, this Gabo, Gabo, Gabo! <laughs> Speaking of Cervani, isn't it weird that he's the only alive Yeah, announcer. Hey, and, leave David Penzer alone. <laughs> and his career's striving bigger than ever, right? Like, yeah. He's doing fucking fantastic for himself. Definitely, actually, definitely, uh, definitely. I've actually spoken to Tony Shivani. Once in a two-minute conversation. You did? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, because you oh, did you uh, buy a shirt? No, I was. Oh. I was on Patreon. Oh, oh okay. okay, okay. So, um, are you gonna subscribe to how our ma- Patreon? Yeah, how many? How many uh, do you people I, do you subscribe I, to? I've already. Okay, I'm. You're wondering why that Todd Harris is like gone now. Mm. He's poor. <laughs> uh, all the Patreon. I yeah, see you, all the Patreons. All the Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> you have funded so many podcasts for so long. See, I told that you, it put it, you out it, of business. It, it, Somebody will pay for it. Uh, our first, our first uh, pay-per-view match of the night Woo! is Eddie Guerrero taking on K Dog. What Conan? Well, Oliva La Raza. I guess it was pre K Dog. It was. So it was uh, Max so Moon K Dog. No, see, this is the best version of Conan. I agree. Like fu- once he started talking downhill. Like, once he started wearing jeans, yeah, forget about lost it. Lost all interest. What? This is the best Conan. Well, that's the thing. Is like I'm so used to seeing Conan in those jeans, just gangster. Being this like gangster guy. Plus, I've been this watching is- Impact. Lately, it's like weird. <laughs> He's still on impact. Like, yes. Oh, uh, it's weird seeing him like this. This is original, like Mexican heartthrob. He was so in good shape. Star, like yeah, he looked great. But you could still tell that it was Conan because he, he got was blown so up. fucked <laughs> <laughs> blown up and lazy. But here's yeah. the thing: this whole I was still was just... fooled because he was still Triple A Conan. That I'm like, oh, this. This guy can go. This he must be he good. Didn't. But he was a, he's able to like he's able he's able to do so much with so little. Yeah. He can do so, he can do such amazing things, but he just cares he just decides not to. I always think about it was um 1998 right before Jericho left and it, I think it was like it might have been Starcade, but it was Conan versus um Jericho for the WCW TV title. And it was probably the laziest I've ever seen Conan. <laughs> and it was also Jericho on his way out, and he didn't give a so fuck. So he was just phoning yeah. it in. And I'm like, wow. Like, that made me real. I'm like, holy fuck. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And the, one of the things that bothers me the most, and I think this is a, this is a Lucha thing, because when he throws Guerrero off the ropes, he he's... He at, doesn't even step to the middle of the ring. Yeah, you know he's at I mean? the he's back like, rope still. He's just like... Shove. Uh, like gives him a little shove, like it's not he, even trying. At, during the first like four minutes of this, five minutes of this match, Conan was bringing it. Yep, I thought he was doing Agreed. great. Yep, but then he got they gassed and he just couldn't be bothered. I get it though. I don't think he it was lazy. It was he was gassed, so he was kind of just half-assed because okay. he was. I mean, I'll, I'll give that. Of course, he was honestly bored by this match. But <laughs> but if you go back and watch other Conan matches, like that, that's a that's a that's something that happens that you can see in. in 
after every Conan match. Right. With that said, though, I still see him having a lot better matches than this. This one was just... Can you name me your favorite Conan matches? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, just checking. <laughs> All right. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not, you know. There's, there's no favorites. I did love his Max Moon outfit, though, coming out. Yeah, was really, that was uh, cool. He had the little mask on and shit. This was the only title match on That's the entire show. That's what I said. Yeah. What the fuck? What's even crazier is the fact that normally looking at WCW in the past, it's a lot of cruiserweights start off, but now you have the United States title starting off, but yet you still have two guys that would be considered cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah, but right. Yeah. See, that this, this pay-per-view shows you exactly what I think of when I think of WCW pay-per-views. How great it is. A fantastic opening card mm-hmm. followed by a shitty main event. Meltzer uh, called the, uh, what was this title for? Was it the TV title? The US United title? States the US title. title. He called the United States title a uh, something to promise international talent to get them to sign on because Kensuke, uh, Kensuke Sasaki, right before this, uh, was the champion and he got that to come over. One man gang beat him, and then Conan beat one man gang. Starcade '95, which was the end, uh, the New Japan versus WCW tournament. Ooh. Yep, worlds collide, man. That shit was fun. Uh, also, guys, did you know that the winner of this match is the number one contender for the world heavyweight title? Are you sure? Oh yeah, that's what Tony Schiavone said. But oh. I was under the impression that the winner of Loch Ness versus <laughs> the oh, Giant yeah. Yeah, was. You would, you would think so. <laughs> hmm. I mean, are you trying to say that they might be incorrect or they might be mixing think, things up? I think they're trying to to like back like when the Intercontinental Champion, was like the number one contender exactly, default. and I think that's kind of what they were going for, but they didn't think say through, it like, correctly. Oh, hey, like we got this match later on. It's the Giant and Loch Ness, and whoever wins has to faces Ric Flair, the World Heavyweight Champion, tomorrow night on Nitro. All right, you know what All I mean? Right. Like, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like I get what they were trying to do, but it just it was like, huh? When, um, when's this going to happen? I, I We've talked about in the early 90s WCWs that we've reviewed um, about some of the stashes, and the stashes have come back in full force. Mustaches? Yep. The porn stashes. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Eddie Guerrero mustache is oh. glorious. Oh. Viva la raza. Just uh-huh. right. Yeah, we'll just wait another match, and you'll get another fantastic <laughs> mustache. Watching oh, this, would you ever believe that Eddie Guerrero would someday become WWE world champion? This match, at the, no. At this, yeah, <laughs> watching this match at the time, could you or, ever? Or like, fa- I mean, I mean, just yeah, okay. As of somebody watching in '96, could you ever fathom no. that this man would be like? I mean, you didn't know what Brock Lesnar was at that point, but you know, but just just to see the evolution of Guerrero, I how think amazing! Eddie always, Eddie, uh, and um, I, I heard I heard somebody describe him as the Mexican Shawn Michaels. Okay, where he can do. Anything you ask him to do, and he's out there, and he has charisma, and I think it just took him a lot longer to find his groove. At this stage in his career, I'd say I wouldn't be able to tell that he was going to be a star. When he had his initial heel turn, that would be when the star power was yeah. really coming out. Well, like even when he's he's still um, Los Gringos Locos Guerrero here. Like yeah, he's still like uh, you know when he, when he what was about when he was um, emotionally manipulating Chavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. Stockholm Syndrome Chavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Eddie Guerrero didn't really take off until after his match with Mysterio at Halloween Havoc in 97. Yeah. And that's when people start to really talk about him and take Mysterio. Take him serious. And, but I think even then it took him it took him years later just to break through to, to the main event status. So he was always just a, he was always a good hand and can have great matches. And I think his charisma didn't really connect until after he was already basically like 
over WCW you know, it, no, and he it, didn't give a fuck anymore exactly. and he was just doing his own like character like when he was doing the gimmick where like uh, one of the luchadors stole his wallet mm. and he made uh, all the luchadors unmask in a skit backstage and all the luchadors has all the luchadors had their backs to the camera and they were taking off their masks one at a time and Eddie was reacting to their faces he's like oh man psychosis you're handsome why don't you why wear that mask like, and then fucking uh, the cheetah kid takes off his mask he's like Prince Ikea, what is what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, to me, Eddie Guerrero didn't become a superstar until uh, Mamacita with China. Okay, okay. That all was, right, like, yeah. that was it. All right, I, I agree with you. Um, I think ta- uh, Brett, <laughs> Ruth Bader. Um, <laughs> I think whatever. I think you hit the nail on the head though, where you felt that this was too long. I thought that was a problem with a lot of the matches. Yes, um, yes, where they yes. Could, I would have. Okay, so I would have probably <laughs> thrown Steiners and the Nasties on the main show, and I'll I would have that. And uh, but this isn't the match I would have fucking taken the time out of. Oh, no. I'm saying I would have taken time out of a lot of the matches and given them let's elsewhere. Just, let's just have an hour long show. <laughs> Wrap it up. Um, uh, how do we feel about the BJ finish? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get there, what, what were your spots of the match? The flare blowjob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, the flare reversal I liked when he went for like to toss him off the top and he turned it into an inside cradle. That yeah. actually was my spot of the match. I enjoyed that. My favorite spot was uh, Conan gave Eddie a monkey flip and Eddie landed on his feet like it was. Oh yeah, like, and it he was did beautiful. that perfectly. It was beautiful and fucking 1996. I loved uh, Eddie Guerrero using the camel clutch, a move that his uh, his father invented. So like seeing him do that, that was a cool little tribute. I prefer the Muhammad Hassan version. Okay, <laughs> Mikey too. <laughs> <laughs> so the finish comes. Uh, uh, um, maybe it comes all right. Uh, so it was a weird low blow. Well, it, okay, was it, was it a blow job? Was it an intentional? No, low no, blow? no. I think no. that's like the point of. I, no, I'm just asking you guys if you think it was intentional. But I've seen people land like that it, for real in offensive moves all the time, and they don't sell it. Like all the time, that's because they don't go to Duke. I I rewatched this show while watching something to while listening to something to wrestle with Tony Schiavone. They did a watch along, and Tony Schiavone said in his notes they said it was going to be a low blow finish and to sell that. Tony Schiavone has something to wrestle with, right? Uh, what happened? What happened when? <laughs> Excuse me, man. He just burned you. Good. <laughs> oh man, get J- your shit J- right. JC, edit that out. Don't insult my <laughs> personal friend Tony Schiavone. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon subscriber. Oh. <laughs> Wearing a pin. <laughs> um, I I think that they had an idea and they tried to execute it and it just they should have executed it. <laughs> It, I, th- it, I thought it was it fine. Hurt, it, so I, I think mean, maybe it shouldn't have been on first. Okay, most, go for that uh, most of the finishes were of course. Off okay, and the, and, 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 okay, what should have went on first? That's you, you know what. <laughs> We had a fucking four pre-show uh, main event matches, just like JC said. You could just throw, throw one JL of those up on there. there. Do you yeah. think? Do you think the crowd suffered because they were already four matches in? I don't know if that. That you know what you would think they were, but no, because they got into when when they, they sure did, did that opening spot where they slapped each other. The crowd was hot. They were there yeah. for the match. They just the finish. Oh yeah, they did that Mexican standoff spot. Yeah. That was pretty cool. The finish just was kind of like, oh, yeah. like we were having this good match, and then it just kind of ends like that. And I feel like, I thought it was fine. And I feel like they were teasing Conan to be more of a heel, mm-hmm. and they were yeah. building that, and then they just kind of let it go. So I think if you committed to one or the other playing more heel, the crowd would have been. The crowd was for both. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were split. Baby 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 is hot. <laughs> and you know <laughs> when you when you hot. have a baby baby. I mean, Tell what, me, baby, baby. What, what happens when you have what, a baby, what, baby? What better to follow it? Are with? you Dusty Rhodes? Yes. <laughs> what, 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 what better oh, than... Let me clubbering. Let me see what you got to pay window. 
Uh, <laughs> JC, how long did that match feel to you? Woo! <laughs> this um, is going to be a fun one to play. That yeah, game it is. Um, I'm going to go 17 minutes and 30 seconds. It was 1827. Nice. All right. I'm within a, a minute. minute. Yep. All right. Next up, we got a Dick. Uh, we got a Colonel Robert Parker we and sure Dick do. Slater promo, where uh, Colonel Robert Parker dedicates this upcoming match to Dick Slater, Great Uncle Colonel Tom Parker, Red and all the boys, and of course Elvis himself. <laughs> so this is my first note of is Gene drunk because he's <laughs> corpsing left and right. Yep. There are points when Rob Parker is just going off, and Gene's just like. <laughs> Yeah, but see, Gene, Gene's great because he's he's got Dick Slater next to him, and he's got the microphone. He, uh, Colonel Robert Parker's talking, but he's he kind of like turns his head and sniffs Dick Slater like he <laughs> like he stinks. Yeah, and it's just it's great. Like, uh, listen, I listen, love Gene it. literally just got to the building fifteen minutes listen, earlier, and I love it. He and I probably get, was sauced. And this is where I think about again that WCW nostalgia, man. man. You'll never see Kathy Kelly out there <laughs> sniffing Seth Rollins. What about Charlie Caruso? Amazing. Everything's it's like, one of those fucking generic model announcers. Kelly's mom. Yup. Yeah. Kathy Kelly. Got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's Stacy's mom. Uh, what would you think of uh, What you think of Colonel Robert Parker's promo, uh, Brett? Uh, Do you only whatever. know it? Just reminded me, and, and you're gonna laugh, but it just remind the whole Dick Slater Robert Parker thing. I was like, this is Michael Cole and Jack Swagger from 2011. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting take. Did I you, I loved because this is the fir- this one of the first things I saw I, watching wrestling. Okay, I loved this promo. Oh, I, <laughs> that Colonel, was a fire promo. Colonel Robert Parker is a truly underrated man, and I'm the rooster. Yeah, he calls himself. <laughs> is that is that an inside reference to the size of his giant cock? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's a cock. T e double n e double s double e l double e. That's good. That's Thank good. you. Next up, we get the Belfast Bruiser taking on Lord Steven Regal. Yeah, heel versus heel now. Yeah, that's also hey, a weird one. Heel, heel match is really it was a fa- It was the best match. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we don't know we if do that's here. true. We don't know if that's true. Jeez, okay, whoa, whoa, I guess no. we know what somebody voted. <laughs> At this yeah, this, this is like amazing. <laughs> like it's it's literally two guys just like beating the shit. We're gonna beat the shit out of each other. So, Lumberjake, you posted a video of Finley's debut. Yes, the Belfast Bruiser's debut. Yes, and the one thing I noticed was that that screenshot looks like 2019 Chris Jericho. Yep, sure does. It's, it's like, really wow. weird. Um, but I also noted that the second uh, the Belfast Bruiser came out, I was like, he looks older 1996 than he does now. That's yeah. so true. Finley looks great now. He yep. still does. He was that, at he was at a cameo at the Royal Rumble. That holds true for a lot of guys on this show. DDP looks great now, but better now than he did. I love his pet hair. <laughs> About eleven guys look way worse. I love. Though. I love. Make that twelve. R.I.P. J.C. Don't stop believing. Oh, you sad Aww. version of Don't Stop Believing. Uh, at this point, Finley is 38 years old, and uh, Stephen Regal is 27 years old. So that he, I'm glad you mentioned his age because even in the notes you were making earlier, Mikey, about 35 year old Sid Vicious, mm-hmm. I'm 36. <laughs> yeah, and 35 year old Sid, 37 year old Fit yeah. Finley. Yep. What the fuck? Uh, uh, Stephen Regal is accompanied to the ring by Jeeves, or, or as Dusty Rhodes called him, Chives, doing the fucking peace sign. Now, this was before 
uh, or after. This is post Sir William. This is post, and this post. guy was just, they just, he didn't have any kind of, he never talked on the mic no, or anything? No, no. He was just a, a jobber. You, nope, he was Wildcat Willie. I, I oh. said a jobber. <laughs> he was Wildcat Willie would never wrestle that, but out outside the uh, gimmick, he was uh, he was Jeeves, and that's why Finley always bullied him mercilessly. I also love that there's the Blue Blood Stable. Yes. I, for, I for I had forgotten about them. Yeah, the Blue Blood Stable, fucking out of Bobby Eaton, Dave Taylor, Finley, Stephen Regal. Three out of those four guys would be in WWE in 2006, <laughs> like 10 years, later, 10 years later. They'd all be signed, wow. other than Bobby Eaton, a guy who could have been signed. Absolutely. Wow. Um, yeah, this was one fucking hell of a stiff match. They uh, really laid into each other. And I think this is something the crowd could really get into, just like a fucking fight. Well, when you got, uh, you mentioned two heels. The best way you're going to get a reaction is just to beat the fuck out of each yep. other. And yep. what better way to set the mood than come into the ring, take off your jacket, and just start whipping? Yeah, and nail him with, with a fucking it. shoulder pad. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's tough to take people seriously, like when Taz wears his bathing suit tights. Yeah, and Finley's in his bathing suit, <laughs> just and- like the no legs, <laughs> yeah. round bottom, May Young fucking <laughs> <Yes>. outfits. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care how badass you are. There's just something silly about it. Oh my it. god! And then oh. Regal went to that in like 2008, and it was like a full top <laughs> yeah. with like a floral pattern. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. but yeah, um, it's so funny, like. Regal being such a comedy guy in the during me growing up, like in the two thousands and stuff, he like seeing him being such just a fucking scrapping brawler and seeing that in that stuff, you think you're gonna see like technical wrestling with him, but it was just I don't know if they did a move other than just punches and fucking elbows. And yeah, just one. Sh- <laughs> Regal so goes to grab. <laughs> Finley and Finley's just like nope fuck you <laughs> yeah. him right in the nose fucking busts him open and everything it was fantastic so Lumberjake you do a pretty good Dusty Rhodes impression alright uh, why don't you go ahead and read this for me oh Jesus yeah, read this, this is verbatim during the Finley and Lord Steven Regal match <laughs> yeah but he's coming back strong right here yeah he caught, caught him with a boot and then he come back with and he come up with that uppercut and then they took his head off got him got him in the situation down on the mat if there's such thing as a game plan then this one right here this is it for regal to keep him down on the mat and keep his fistuses away from your faces because he can stomp a mud hole in you at any given moment i'm talking about the belfast bruiser bobby <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Dust. <laughs> Again, like, uh, man, you'll never get something like that on TV. These, oh, there, the, go ahead. Uh, there was, uh, there's another thing. Just because we're on talking of Dusty and his commentary, I, <laughs> I write down. There's literally a, one thing that just like made me laugh hysterically, and he's like, oh, and he kicked them in the belly, belly. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and after Dusty says Bobby, Bobby's reply is fists, faces. Stomp a hole on the <laughs> Belfast Bruiser, <laughs> like it's just, it's just like, I think it, like it's one of these things where now that like Tony's setting him off, like Dusty, go ahead and say what you want to say, and then it's like, all right, throw it away, Brain. How are you gonna follow up with that one? Listen, listen. English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what they. I'm just. It was just you. a couple of koalas on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Still more understandable than Dusty. Well, and then Bobby Heenan to Dusty Rhodes. I speak 17 different languages, but I don't speak Texas. <laughs> 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 fucking um, f- 
Fucking an up and over was countered into a drop kick by William Regal. That's my favorite spot of the match. Same. Blew my mind. Like, right. It was just so good. Uh, also, at one point, Finley goes for to grab a chair and hit Regal, but they're all attached. <laughs> it's like a string <laughs> of chairs. Row, it's a row of chairs. Yeah, he's yeah. just trying to blow it. He can't get it. He's um, not the only one who tries. My spot is um, Fit Finley inventing the curb stomp. <laughs> <laughs> he very forcibly takes his knee, and like Regal is on the mat, and he pulls him up, and then he just. Decides, hey, my knee should go right behind his head, and then smashed Boom. his face right into the mat. And I'm like, did he just invent the curb stop? <laughs> fucking uh, Stephen Regal does a cactus jack elbow in this fucking match. This is that fault. That was after he suplexed fit Finley over over the, the top, top rope, rope, and then decided, hey, why not just give him an elbow drop? Do you think they were trying? Do you think originally they were trying to build to a countout finish? Because I felt that there were a couple of times where they brought it to the outside and they kept on... And they should have been counted out. Right. Well, then Nick Patrick's following them around. This is WCW. It's uncensored, brother. (laughs) Finley kills Regal with a punch to the fucking face. Yeah. Murders him. And that's not even the one that gets him. He's fucking blast like they, like he's Regal's up on top of him, and Finley just blasts him in the fucking face. And then Finley sees he's not bleeding yet, so he's like, "Fucking!" I, I watched a shoot interview with William Regal after this, and he goes, uh, "Finley told me to grit my teeth as hard as I could, so I did." And then he punched me in the <laughs> face and broke my <laughs> orbital and nose. Jesus! In the same punch, busting him wide open. Fuck. Holy well, shit! You showed Leading- us. Leading to my favorite spot of the match, when uh, after he busts him open, they brawl down the aisle and he slams him into the doomsday cage. And uh, Regal just turns around and does the peace sign while the fucking full bloody <laughs> faced and shit. I thought that was the fucking. And he also monkey flipped, like, shoot, monkey flipped Finley over the top rope, where he gave oh. him a double kick and just launched him over the top yep, rope. That was really cool. <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, that led right to the finish. Which led, yeah, led to the finish where the blue buds just ran out there randomly. In Do you suits. have any tabs? <laughs> bump, bump, bottom, bump. That ruined the match. And all. Yeah. It was like well, so but again, every finish on the show was like, uh, I, I fuck know, finish. But still. Fuck finish. Um, <laughs> also, because you know it's nice. I don't care if two heels are wrestling each other. Fuck finish. Um, <laughs> also, because it's 1996. Uh, Bobby Heenan, it's the final insult. No, Leslie Nielsen. That was hilarious. Like, wait a second. I appreciated that. <laughs> um, uh, Regal brutally slept, uh, backhands Finley to end it when Fuck. they're holding him. Give him a receipt, brother. He Dude. fucking belted him. Nails him. Uh, JC, how long did that match feel to you? I'm going to go 15. 15. It was 1733. Mm. Still, still pretty good. You know, I can start this next segment with rhymes, or I can start it with riddles. God <laughs> damn it. Loch Ness, when I get you in the ring, I'm going to smoke you like bacon on the griddle. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? An amazing promo. Yeah, that's going to be every one of my promos. <laughs> He's like so passionate about it, too. Ugh. I'm going to smoke you like bacon on a griddle. Well, like he had too many words in there, too, so it was like... The Giant's still angry about having to use a computer earlier. <laughs> CompuServe. <laughs> what the... I love the gif you... Uh, we'll post it on uh, threewaytheater.com yeah. and on our Facebook and Twitter, but I love the gif of him like, what's up? One finger down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Enter. <laughs> Smash. I also love the interpromotional war between AOL and CompuServe. WCW See, at CompuServe. I... I had CompuServe you as a nerd. kid. You fucking nerd. <laughs> I did. I had CompuServe. It was my very first internet connection. Was I mean, I CompuServe. had web TV, I, so I'm not going to talk shit. Okay. 
Todd Harris, what was your first like? Just like DSL, my, Horizon, my phone, Horizon Wi-Fi. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I He's really always had technology. I've never always he had technology. It blows my fucking mind. <laughs> you, you never had to get like one of those AOL discs with a hundred free hours. I know we had like AOL when I was like a little kid. This is like, not even that can't even be true no. because I have no clue. AOL was gone by <laughs> yeah. like two thousand because yeah. we were just all using AIM by by two thousand five. Yeah, like. That was the only thing that was keeping AOL afloat. Right. They announced the winner of this up. Of oh, sorry, we're talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they announced the winner of the Giant versus Loch Ness is going to wrestle Ric Flair tomorrow, and I feel robbed of a Loch Ness versus Ric Flair match. Do you? Yes. Because <laughs> I watched all of Loch Ness match, all of Loch Ness's matches uh, in, leading up to this. Yeah, just all of his matches in WCW. How many were there? Seven. <laughs> um, Did he ever get beat by Goldberg? No. No. Mm. This was one, this right? was his last match in WCW. Oh yeah, the Grim Reaper beat him. <laughs> um, uh, Gene pimping the uh, hotline, and he was talking Shocking. about. Uh, I think he was uh, teasing Brett's impending retirement with a or, lonesome dove with his acting career. Okay, all right. I was going to ask who they who they were talking about there. Yeah. yeah. Um, one nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred phone number no longer in service. That's a number that will just always stick in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's such a good number. And I think we talked about this before. You never called the hotlines. No, 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 no. I didn't call. Like, Nana would have got mad. You never at got you. Nana's yeah. permission. <laughs> he would have done it. You wouldn't have done it behind her back. No. I mean, you, you would have gotten in so much when trouble you, when you first call. You get like you can hear like you you don't pay anything yet until you like you gotta yeah you know you gotta press like a button or two. So you just call so and you try just to call get. Him. Yeah, I just want to listen to see you know, what was going on. Wow, it's Kevin Kelly doing a voiceover. Oh, he's gonna tell me what's going on for today. Like, because Monday would be like I don't know trivia. Tuesday would be like what's going on on after Raw Raw report. Um, and you do the same thing for Miss Cleo. I don't <laughs> call today. <laughs> I don't think it was Cody Boynes, but around Bye-bye. this the, around this time, there was a local New England hotline that had like it was pretty much saying like notes off a of melter. One eight hundred McCheese. <laughs> it was a radio show that I used to listen to where we get all that kind of. Well, stuff. Uh, Cody Cody would always give Melters reporting, and that would be kind of like the big thing to watch on TV. But there was a hotline that you could call locally that would give you the second and third hand news about. WWF and WCW. They and tell you what Cody Boynes reported from Dave Meltzer. Exactly, <laughs> but I didn't have to pay for it. So, you know, tape trading was still big at this time too. Cody. Like, ECW was like huge as well as uh, coming at this time as far as tape traders go. So, like, mm-hmm. man, a, you missed out on so time. much fun, Brett, Todd, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> like you, like. I feel like you missed out on such like a great part of being a wrestling fan. Now everything's at your fingertips. Yeah, it you, is. You can watch whatever you want. Um, next match we got was Colonel Robert Parker taking on Medusa. Can we talk about the Loch Ness promo? Can we though? talk? Can we talk? Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Like we have to talk about that promo and Gene Oakland recommending him to his good friend down in Florida. It looked like he really hurt Loch Ness's he feelings. He sure did. <laughs> he sure did. He just kind of looked at Gene and was like, "Huh." And, ba- and is Loch Ness barely sold it. I can't tell you what I'm gonna do to Jimmy Hart <laughs> on the television, <laughs> but I rest assured, when I get my hands on okay. Jimmy Hart, ah, uh, you're gonna find out. Jimmy, no, uh, Jimmy Hart's gonna know all about it. Now is he? Is, what, is, what is he? Is he Scottish? He's okay, he's the Loch Ness monster. I would have guessed dead. No. <laughs> yeah, no, he just uh, he was uh, one of the British legends, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Okay, so uh, his promo was pretty terrible. His teeth, yeah. his teeth were worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. He he was fucking. Do you think he smelled? 
Yes. Oh, for sure. the, uh, Bret Hart said that he smelled Didn't in his book. It? Yeah. He wrote about it in extensive detail. He wrote a separate book about it. <laughs> he talked about like flies dying when they went by him. Wrestling like, with oh, shadows please. under Loch Ness. <laughs> Didn't he say he he weighed seven hundred pounds? He's seven hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, oh, he undersold it. <laughs> Yeah, that's how he legitimately weighed seven hundred and fifty pounds. Didn't look like it. Huh, my seven hundred <laughs> pound wrestling he, life. <laughs> well, he's six foot eleven, seven hundred and fifty. Wow. So you have to think he looks morbidly obese for seven foot eleven mm. or six foot eleven. Excuse me, but yeah. like that's that's really really big. But yeah, he was legitimately when he broke in. Okay, we're getting ahead to his match. We got Colonel Robert Parker and Sherry or and, and Medusa first. Yep. Uh, Parker in was uh, set to marry Sensational Sherry because she got she hit her head and got amnesia and yep. thought that he was the best. Classic storyline. And uh, they were set to get married. Uh, Medusa showed up and interrupted the wedding. And turns out that Colonel Robert Parker was two timing her with <gasps> Sensational Sherry. Whoa! His little fried pie. What? And uh, uh, Medusa interrupted the wedding, beat up Sensational Sherry. Colonel Robert Parker tried to talk his way out of it. Hold on. So why wouldn't this turn Sensational Sherry into a baby face? Uh, um, it was, um, well, like, Medu- Medusa's the one getting cheated on. I think they were both baby faces. Uh, yeah. What the storyline Although she, for. Although I don't think she was, because wasn't she with the Harlem Heat at this point still? <laughs> Who the fuck knows, <laughs> judging from this show? Yeah. I mean... All right. Um, okay, uh, Colonel Robert Parker is forty-five here, and Medusa is thirty-four. Do you think she had any regret or regret? <laughs> like maybe a little remorse? Like she's in this match, she's doing this with Rob Parker. Oh, you mean remorse for, for throwing the WWF title into the trash can? Yeah, or the, maybe not even just be jumping ship in general. Like, like you feel like she by this the, point it's March. She came in in December of ninety-five. It's promised a woman's division. Yeah, but she exactly. But yeah, she, yeah, legit. She, she went. She you're right. She goes from being like uh, coming from a respected position in WWE, and then being in a match with a man where she has to sell a body slam like she just fucking won the goddamn uh, you know Olympics or some shit. And it's all downhill from here because in years later she feuded with Oklahoma, yeah, and like Evan Courageous. She fucking. But she's always. She's always been in, in programs with men. She like, has, but I do, I'm just, I don't know. I guess I just look at it as... She was set to face off against Aja Kong at the Royal Rumble 1996, mm-hmm. and then that got scrapped when she left, which they were bringing in Japanese women's wrestlers, so they were like, they were taking the shit seriously. They were building a, WWF was building a division for her, yep. you know? Strictly just around Alundra Blaze. Yep. Yeah, it, she was WWF's Hulk Hogan. She yep. had Monster of the Week, whatever. What's even funnier is that WCW pulled through on their plan. They, they... They established a women's division. They was, did. They did uh, a women's title from like uh, December 29th, 1996, and it says it was retired in 97. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they did about two or three matches. Exactly. The real kick in the teeth is I believe the first champion was a Hiroko, uh, Kira Hokuto, not even you're Medusa. Ab- you're absolutely yep. correct on that. Mm-hmm. The last one was Devil Masimi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. They call her the Devil Doll. <laughs> <laughs> I love me a good devil dog. Yeah. I prefer a Swiss roll. Me oh. too. That's what they call Cesaro. <laughs> um, this yeah, this I, match, uh, the match starts with Colonel Robert Parker shaking hands with the ref, and Tony Schiavone revealed that he actually slipped the ref a hundred, but the camera didn't get it, that's and the ref hysterical. gave it back to him. <laughs> and uh, Colonel Robert Parker is announced as one hundred and ninety pounds. Yeah, in his <laughs> bra. <laughs> 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 they were off by 50 pounds. 
Uh, why why call him 190 if Medusa's going to be body slamming him? Call him to fucking 40, right, right, and right. that's even more impressive. Well, I, I I mean, it was such it was so obviously low that it. it was, it, was that a joke? Right. Was think, the announcers paid off too? <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think he's like, you know, announce me as 197 pounds. Will you? I'm, I'm well, then you got to do it the Derek Andrews way where I'm like, ah, no, sir, no, no, I weigh 190. I agree. Like, I don't know. Like, make it fucking. <laughs> Dusty loses his fucking mind. They all lose their mind. I mean, locked up with her. <laughs> oh, my God. It's running a monk. <laughs> Running among oh, us. No. He locked up with the. <laughs> My God. Favorite spot. And he broke clean. He broke clean. If they were <laughs> announcing Nia Jax coming into the Royal Rumble, they would have lost their goddamn That was minds. my favorite spot of the match, right there. <laughs> the the lockup. Lock I'll tell you, I mean, there's not much to talk about in the map, but I'll tell you my spot of the match. Um, it's the Medusa dive where Dick Slater's like, fuck that. Yep. <laughs> it looks like he's going to go catch it, but he's like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, he walks to their vicinity and then looks like he's going to be there for Yes. Him, and then just decides, no. And it's all Rob Parker. But, and Rob, like, almost turns into a black hole slam. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, like, protect yeah, her. Yeah, right? He gave her the Baron Corbin in End of Days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gave her a breast exam right there. Um... My favorite spot of the match was uh, the airplane spin into the uh, sunset. That, that, that was, okay. that, that, that was brilliant. Went nuts for that. The crowd was really And then the big body this. slam. Yeah. Uh, I, Colonel Parker was such a bully in this, and I love that he was not, he was not Robert Fuller. He was no. not wrestling. He was not r- wrestling legend Robert Fuller, who's been manager, wrestling since the seventies. The trash man. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Harris! Don't you ever uh, rob the trash man? Sorry, cool sorry, sorry. If you say it one more time, he'll appear. <laughs> oh no! We got Beetlejuice rules on this. Yep. you got trash everywhere. Right, there's something to take out the trash. Um, but yeah, all right. Colonel Parker gets a German suplex, and Dick Slater slips out Medusa's leg off from under, and he just rolls on top of her for the pin. Just rolls on top of her. He raped. He her molests brother. her. He sure did. He was like, "How's this fit in your mouth?" Yeah, it looked like the fucking sex scene from uh, fucking The Room, where <laughs> he, he's lined up with their belly buttons. <laughs> uh, so, Chasey, um, just a quick question for you: um, Roughly, how long did that match feel to you? I'm going to call it, I want to be generous, and I'm going to call it six, but I would say more like four. It was that 347? Mm. Uh, perfectly, just exactly how it should have been. No. Yeah. Um, but should the should the finish have been that finish? Sure. I think it just looked awkward. Yeah, I awkward. thought that was great. I think it looked So awkward. what's the payoff, though? So Rob Parker just wins? Yeah, he's just a misogynist, but like he yeah, needed a cheat he to beat her. It was a moral victory for her because she body slammed him and yeah. she fucking German suplexed him. Yeah. Yeah. So like- and they had to cheat to win. Yeah. Moral victory. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, an immoral victory, uh, DDP versus the Booty Man. Here we go. In parentheses, I have next to this match. Kill me. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. Before we get there. Oh. oh. I want to thank Johnny B. Bad. You know, I put yeah. him over in the last in uh, Super Bowl 91 review. He can go fuck himself so Johnny <laughs> this one. So Johnny B. Bad gave his notice to WCW. Uh to leave for WWF, which he would appear at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania 12 was uh-huh. his debut. Yep, so um, he really screwed things up. This was supposed to be a loser-leaves-town match between DDP 
And, uh, well, luckily the booty man was there to it was supposed to be slide DDP. right oh, in. It yeah. was an I quit luckily, match. right? Yes. It was an I quit match. But uh, OSW Review said it best. They said, it's more like an I'll quit match. Because <laughs> it's not like you've like a microphone in the face, I quit. Um, yeah. This was supposed to be Johnny B. Bad. They've had four previous pay-per-view matches, three of which were in a row. Three pay-per-views in a yep, row. I remember Johnny this B. Bad versus DDP. Mm-hmm. This would have been the fifth or uh, fifth in a row, or fifth altogether, fourth in a row. I'm really bummed they never revealed who DDP's benefactor was. Kimberly. No, it was like a, it was a man's hand, and Kimberly has man hands. <laughs> oh, is <laughs> like that, that what they call that? Yeah, Kimmy man hands. Yeah. Um, do you remember that, Mikey? Do you remember the storyline? I remember this him, him being like the, this is after, right? But I don't I don't remember the hand. Of he got the, rich, and he right. had a benefactor that helped get him paid. I thought he won the lottery. And no, no. Well, that's his initial run when he said he won the okay, lottery, and then he spent all. But the- he was really just taking Kimberly's uh, eighteen million dollar bingo winnings. <laughs> Win eighteen million dollars in bingo? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Um, oh WCW! <laughs> so, so Brett, you have strong feelings about the Booty Man. What the fuck is this dude? <laughs> like you think the Zodiac's dumb as shit? You think the fucking Brutus Beefcake's dumb as shit? No, no, no. We have the Booty Man. Waka fucking Waka. His finisher is the high knee. Get it? Did you say Waka fucking Waka? You sure did. <laughs> yep. That's a new shirt. <laughs> Um, get it? Put. But hold it! But do you get it? The high knee. Yeah, <laughs> fucking get it. It's, the it's clever. Fucking, this is like. I think it's very clever. It's clever. Oh my god! Yeah, it's clever. Oh. So I have. A, huh. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have a a little bit of not of a game, but uh, just kind of like uh, we can all go around with this. It's primarily for Brett, but I'd like you guys to kind of guess along as well. <clears throat> when we're speaking strictly. In television terms, um, being on TV, but I would like you to tell me the number of gimmicks that Mr. Ed Leslie has had um, as you, a performer over the years. Are you going to count like Dizzy Boulder? Well, I mean, yes, because that's been on TV. So what I'm talking about is strictly television. So this could be down from Memphis. This could be to... Todd should go first. Yes. Um, and Brett. I will... Right. Brett and Todd can go Both first. And then um, there are a couple that were never, like, official. So I'm going to give a little wiggle room, and I'll give you, like, a within one. Okay. Like. Now, is this Price is Right rules if we go over? Sure. Yeah, we can do that. So we can't go over. Uh, what's the prize? Um, well, actually, there are prizes for everybody, but um, we'll, we'll save that for after. All right. Um, yeah, Brett, go first. Ten. Ten. Okay. Lumberjake? Do you want to go or I'll go? I'm going to say 23. Oh. Lumby. I'm going to say 12. Okay. So this is official. This is what I've been able to get as far as officially on TV, like, you know, graphics and all. This is what we have. The history of Ed Leslie. Do you have a slideshow to play? I wish I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's pretend to use. Um, yes, here's slide number one. Can I just point something out before you start? I feel like Ed Leslie was the first victim of Vince McMahon owning a gimmick. Yes. Where he was, everyone makes fun of him for having so many gimmicks, but he was like any other indie guy that lost his fucking gimmick and had to change his name to something, a variant of it, or something weird to try to compensate for it. 
he everyone else back in those days had their own name and that's what they used. He was so many other things that Brutus Beefcake was a WWF invention that he mm-hmm. couldn't take mm-hmm. anywhere. That sucks for him. Abs- I 100% agree, and I think he is the first and probably the worst victim of <laughs> these circumstances. Yeah, the booty man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so again, as I mentioned, this is strictly, I, I tried to confirm as many of these as I could, so this is the official. This is it. Um, the history of Ed Leslie. So he debuted in 1977 as Ed Boulder, okay. teaming with Rod Slinker against Ox Baker Ooh. and Eric the Red. That was his uh, debut match. He also competed as Eddie Hogan. Okay. And then became Dizzy Hogan. I know he's also Eddie Boulder. Well, that was what I said. That was his debut as Ed okay. Boulder. Yep, I lost. So we're at three. He then uh, debuted as Brutus Beefcake when he joined the WWF. Now, this is where we can kind of wafer if you consider the barber being a separate entity than... The stripper version of Right, Brutus he Beefcake. debuted as a male stripper, Brutus Beefcake. And then and became the barber at WrestleMania three. Correct. So, to me, it kind of feels like it's a complete yeah. reinvention of the character. Yeah, Would fine. you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So, we're at five. He became the barber in 87 after he cut Adrian Adonis' hair and then would remain the barber until he arrived in WCW in 1994. The man with no name? Nope. The butcher? Was, butcher. No. Oh. He was Brother Brutai. Oh, Jesus Louise. That's Brutai. Brother Brutai was buddies with Hogan until the shocking turn where he was revealed to be the masked man. Uh-huh. And then the butcher. Right, so the masked he man... He butchered his friendship! <laughs> so the, <laughs> the masked man was unveiled to be the butcher. And he was a part of the three phases of fear with Kevin Sullivan. So now we are at... So we're at eight. Uh-huh. The next one, the man with no name. Okay. The man with no name, of course, he was just kind of floating around, had nowhere to go. Had no name. No identity. He didn't know who he was. Out of work, was. out of worth. <laughs> Uh, that would uh, result him in becoming Zodiac. Yes. No. no. Yes. yes. No. no. As seen in Mr. Nanny for some reason. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, before the Zodiac was a wrestler. <laughs> right. Um, that would bring us um, to these random babyface turn for the booty man. Who uh, This was a direct relation to... Hold obvious- on. You, you said it was random. It's not. He was an undercover agent for the, in the Dungeon God. of Doom the whole time. Yeah, they yeah. made sure yeah. to tell uh, you Hulk that. Hogan, they Hulk. made sure to tell you that in this hey. fucking <laughs> match the whole fucking time. Hey, I love that explanation. It what is, else are they going to talk about? It's at least about? an explanation. Exactly. It's at least an explanation. He was an infiltrator from the inside. The whole time. Take down the Dungeon of Doom. Yup. Um... The Booty Man would not last long in WCW, however. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> he um, attempted, he showed up at Hogwild 96 attempting to join, join the NWO. As the Booty Man. He was still the Booty Man. He showed up with a birthday cake for Hulk Hogan to try to gain entry into the NWO, where he was uh, quickly beaten. That, that's what we're going to watch with Dan Terry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was beaten to a pulp, and he was gone for 18 months. Wow. Until he reemerged <laughs> as the disciple, and the disciple—it's um, one character, but he was now a part of the NWO, but would then jump ship to the OWN, to the OWN, the One Warrior Nation. That's wow. correct, and he would actually remain as the disciple uh, disciple until his last WCW match. It was on Saturday night in 1998, 
and he actually uh, wrestled in like a Brutus beefcake gear, but he was still known as the Disciple. So it still counts as the, the Disciple. Weird. So Lumby, uh, you were pretty close. What was the what was the number? So we have the one, two, three, four, five, Great six, radio. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Ah, so close. So both so you guys, both both. Where no, he went <laughs> over. Todd wins. Oh, oh yeah, I said twelve. Yeah, I got ten. So yeah, but he got eleven close without going over. Lumby is the winner. Job, Lumby. Yeah. Well, boys, we have two rules here. No, wait, no, close without going over. So yeah, Todd Harris won. Told you. Oh. Brett Goslin won. Oh well, then nobody gets a prize. Not that jerk, Aww. Todd Harris. Nah, there's only uh, you know, there's only two rules here on Three Way Theater. One, no smoking. Oh. Uh, two, smoke, smoke them if, if you got them. What? These candy cigarettes? Yeah! yeah. They sure are candy cigarettes. Yep. Peck stallion. Oh, these are cool. <laughs> That's a potato. Have you ever had these? He's never seen these before. I was going to say, are these new to you? <laughs> no, they're not new to me, but... I, I have you ever had candy cigarettes before? Yes. You they fucking were, liar. His no, generation only has candy vapes. <laughs> <laughs> Good That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the party favors you get here on Three Way Theater: candy, cigarettes. Now, now, remember the ones that you could actually like when you like puffed on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it had the smoke. Yeah, looked like powder came. Mm-hmm. Out. Like it was just sugar. Yeah, yeah. It was so fucking. So anyway, cool. and Booty Man beat uh, DDP with the high knee. <laughs> 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 Did well, anybody have a spot in this match? Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, I'll also mention. Oh, yeah, I've got several. No, um, need, none of them involve the Booty Man. Um, I, I will quickly mention that, th- although I couldn't get confirmation of these other names, he could have also have gone by at one point another Baron Beefcake. Oh yeah, you also forgot the man with no face, the um, the fucking fur face, the Mariner, whatever you want to call him. Well, the Mariner's on here. Um, the Clip Master. Yeah, that was the same thing as the Mariner. Brute Force, in Big Brother Booty. Um, Again, some of these are just more nicknames than their official yeah, gimmick Yeah, the, uh, the Furface one, that was when he was doing a gimmick where he did run-ins to save baby faces. Mm-hmm. It was after his uh, his accident, and he would headbutt people and knock <coughs> them out with the titanium plate in his face. Well, she would get fucking knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Bruce know, Beefcake, friend of the show, me and Mike Pava worked him back. That's yeah. right, and he hit yeah. on Mike's mom. Sure did. That's true, and Mike's mom hit on him right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I asked Katie Pineapple what she thought the Booty Man's finishing move is. Uh-huh. Of course, well, as we mentioned. Did she the- also fall in love with him like it's the Diamond that. Doll did? Nope. <laughs> she did not. She I wonder c- why. Uh, <laughs> she, she said the booty drop. Okay. And I was like, hmm. Would have been good. Not bad. That's pretty good. That's not more bad. of a uh, uh, more modern finish. Definitely. Uh, side note, um, DDP looked like complete shit in this match. That because was intentional. That was the gimmick. The guy had a tor- The guy had a hole in his crotch and his fucking no, no. gear. I, I get the hole looking like shit. Oh, okay. But wow. in the match itself, he didn't look credible whatsoever. No, Especially that was meta. That was also a part of his. That was all part of it. I, I'm gonna you say got yes. the ref push- pushing pushing yeah, him. The match between DDP and Bootyman was terrible. The match between DDP and Nick Patrick was phenomenal. <laughs> like, so, he, DDP he very- shoved him in the match in the ring, and then he shoved him off the fucking apron. That was my spot of the match. Fucking, fucking DDP. He tries the ref push spot, but when he gets pushed and takes the bump, he goes right back to a chin lock. Fucking um, DDP took a bump out of the ring, fucking rammed into the post, and turned around and fell over the fucking the barricade. And I feel like he already did that with Johnny B. Bad the last time we watched the show. I feel like this is DDP literally saying, fuck this. Yeah. I just fuck well, he really it. got screwed. Yeah, and then he had to watch his fucking wife kiss Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> 
but she wants him to be DDP his boyfriend. Likes it's he's so cute. If you believe the rumors, um, <laughs> also my uh, second spot of the match was the drop down into small package. Yeah, DDP dropped down and Brutus Beefcake just stopped running mid and just kind of fell over and rolled forwards. It was the most awkward shit I've ever seen. I, I had nothing. My favorite nothing. spot is um, uh, getting his head slammed into all three turnbuckles. Yep, followed by a great sell by DDP as he just like fell. Uh, ass first through the bottom and middle rope. Yep. Ass first. Booty first. Well, it's just DDP. I oh, know. this was also great. Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> fucked up the... They fucked, they, they fucked up the uh, crossbody spot, which was supposed to be the yeah. cutoff. As you can tell, they <laughs> he's like... He goes down. Next thing you know, uh, <laughs> they just look at each other, and then Ed Leslie goes for the cover, and then they get up, and they're like, okay, let's try let's that again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Who do you hate more, Spivey or Ed Booty Man. Oh. Not Ed Leslie, Booty Man specifically. <laughs> Spo- specifically the Booty Man. Well, Spivey is like a piece of trash too, but still. <laughs> um, so Mark Marrow left the company because he was a Christian man and did not believe he should be going around with another married man when he was married himself and kissing another woman. So he left so, the company. And, I, and while that is... What has been reported and I believe to be true in that book that I read also talked about Marrow signing. And one of the big sticking points was a contract that Bischoff was to sign over, basically stating that if uh, Marrow was hurt at all on the job, you know, health insurance would be covered up to 100% of the cost. Yeah. So getting injured in a up match. Up to 100%. Anything, like basically no copays, no, right. like basically it would be covered if anything would happen. How the fuck happen, did he pull that off? He didn't, which oh, is why he left. Right. Basically, it was agreed upon for terms, and then it kept on getting pushed back in the office, and they didn't sign it over, and then Merrow kept on asking what's going on. Um, These two, Bischoff and Merrow, met at an airport and met in the lounge to kind of talk over terms and try to finalize it, and basically came to an impasse where it was like, are you going to sign this? Because I'm not getting on this plane, I'm not going to go wrestle this match, because if I get hurt in this match, I'm not covered. Um, In my opinion... Kimberly should have turned and rejoined DDP at this point. Agreed. And been just her, his rich benefactor or just let him be the rich guy and she just be in like the damsel and like didn't care. Like she's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this guy. Meanwhile, she's like in the camera and she's like, I want him to be my boyfriend. She was the worst like, over actor ever. <laughs> so bad. Now, have you ever, uh, Todd, you ever seen, or excuse me, Brad, have you ever seen the uh, movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin? No, but I've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> there's, this, there's this classic scene in The 40-Year-Old Virgin when he's doing speed dating and a woman's tit falls out of her top and she just continues talking like nothing happened. That woman is Kimberly Page. So if you ever want to see her, uh, one of her hooters hanging out, just watch the 40-year-old virgin. JC didn't hear anything you said uh, after Todd said he's never seen the movie, he's only heard of it. (laughs) That's absolutely true because I just became disgusted. (laughs) Um, Kimberly was also in, was it Penthouse or was it Playboy? Uh, Penthouse, I want to say. Wasn't it her with DDP? Uh, I just remember looking into pictures of her. If DDP was in there, those were ones that I purposefully omitted. Uh, JC, how long did that match feel to you? 20 minutes. Uh, It was uh, 16 minutes even. Wow. I wanted to mention one thing. It's funny. Um, We talked about Mark Marrow. Uh, He went to my girlfriend's high school. Really? Yeah. To speak? (laughs) Yeah. Did Did everyone cry? Well, yeah, kind of. It's one of those. It's like one of those. 
Um, so there she is in the forty-year-old virgin, uh-huh. titty out. Yeah, I uh, I've watched his his pub his speaking. Is she thing. still with DDP? It's yes. Like yes. Wow. And these are the these are the pictures I remember. I from. remember these. Yeah. Go to go to go to the one on the right okay, on the this, top top. This uh, is not a this is not a a, a visual medium. No, it we're never doing. is. But when do we ever follow the fucking rules? But we have a giant oh, TV. Right there. Right, right there. It's go. a visual meaning of the mind. Go uh, Man, down. I remember right all there to the right. Oh, there's DDP. Up. Yeah, there's DDP. There's up. DDP. Go up. Right. We're pointing at a screen JC can't look at. You see DDP right there with Kimberly. Um, man, these and so are, if you go to the right and the other related images, these there's another one. These are bringing back some memories. Oh, here man. we go. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna need you guys to go outside for a few. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stay right here. The only yeah. happy I have donuts. <laughs> the only person enjoying this right now is Tuttle. Long time listener, first time lurker. Um. Not his first time. That's true. Oh, okay. That Loch Ness promo, by the way, actually took place after yeah. the DDP we the booty giant. match. Well, so I also I think we also missed the Legion of Doom promo. Nope, that's um. That, no, that's, that's coming, coming up. up. Okay, it's coming up. All right. Um. So in the Loch Ness promo, he calls Jimmy Hart a weasel-faced heart, and uh, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, leading up to this match, Loch Ness was upset because Jimmy Hart was promising him a title match and all this stuff. He couldn't deliver, so he ended up like putting his hands on Jimmy Hart, leading to a fight between him and the Giant. Uh, Loch Ness is 50 years old. Wow. Here. Wow. Yep. The Giant is 24. Wow. And Jimmy Hart is 53. <laughs> okay. Uh, Loch Ness is six foot eleven. He started his career at four hundred and thirty-four pounds, worked his way up to six hundred and seventy-two pounds, and at seven hundred and thirty pounds he died. Wow. Uh, his debut was uh, at the Super Brawl pre-show, jumping Jim Duggan, and after attacking Jim Duggan, he attacked the slew of jobbers that came out to try to stop him, including Craig Pitbull, Pittman, Aww. Jimpin, Joey Mags, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, and the Barrio Boys, Ricky Santana, yeah, the Barrio and Boys, Ricky Santana, and Fidel Sierra. One of Mikey's favorites. I love he also beat uh, Scotty Riggs, Buff Bagwell, Alex Wright, and then a handicap match between Kenny Chaos and The Shadow. Ooh. Um, Loch Ness came out to Rey Mysterio's music. I was sure about to bum, say that. Bum, bum, that was really weird to me. I think it fit him perfectly, bum, though. <laughs> it fit him so much better than Rey Mysterio. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Like, by 100%. <laughs> I'll, Giant gets a babyface pop, but Loch Ness is the babyface in this match. Oh, well... Fans, fans didn't they were think dead. So. He was dead to them at this point. Yeah, well, <laughs> wait a year. <laughs> wait a year, he'd be dead to everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, Loch Ness, I had watched all of his matches leading up to this. and I. Why would you put yourself through that? Because they were all 30 seconds He's long and they were all involved in elbow drop. <laughs> Fucking legend. It was, I, every one of his matches involved the babyface jumping on him in the corner at the beginning, get, hitting him a few times, shoving them off of him, hitting an elbow drop. That's it? That was it. Huh. Every one of those matches, including the handicap match. We now know a new spot that Jake is going to be doing. Yep. Soon. Yes. <laughs> Every, next season, MCW. Um, well, I guess this, what what was your spot of the match? Because I, be, I bet I can guess everyone's. Uh, my favorite spot of the match is the giant goes for the stinger <laughs> splash and flies over the top. Over oh, the that's, top. That's mine. That's, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Dave Meltzer claims that was not a planned spot. And no shit. It was shit. an accident. <laughs> no wow, Dave. What else you got? Hot take. Um, yeah, uh, Loch Ness hits his big elbow drop but misses a second one. Well, at this point, uh, 
the big nasty Paul White isn't even one year into the business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a few months. You know, and he's basically in there as like the general <laughs> to get Lockness through this. This twenty-four-year-old working of this is how I felt when I first started wrestling, and I was working all these vets that have been around for fucking twenty years, but they were always terrible. And I'm like, why do I? He's what? talking about me. <laughs> 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 fucking Lockness was so bad. Yeah. And he was just immobile. Uh, shortly after this, though, he was diagnosed with leukemia. And Eesh. he, uh, uh, one report I saw said he had a 200-pound uh, tumor removed. Wow. And uh, he was now 500 pounds. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shit, right? He had to go home on a cargo jet, right? There's no way you could get on a regular. He probably didn't. He didn't fly. He, he had to swim. <laughs> He's the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, do you remember <laughs> Mr. Biggs at all? Mr. Biggs. Mr. Biggs in New England. I he believe was, so. So he moved he had moved down moved down <laughs> to Florida. <laughs> and when <laughs> I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, because when he passed away, they had to bring him back. Had to bring him back on a car coach. <laughs> the Biggs wasn't just like a play on words, he was actually very big. <laughs> The name fits. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the name fits. The corpse doesn't. <laughs> JC, um, how long does this match feel to you? <laughs> 29 minutes. Oh, it's, um, let's go th- four. It was uh, 234. All right. Well, you were, you were going to go say three. three. I was going to say three. Um, Yeah. Chicago Street Fight. Well, okay. So we definitely missed the promo. Yeah, probably. The, but no, not yeah. probably. No, I, because because the match like, is now. Thought it was right before the no, lock. No, it wasn't. But here we go I anyway. Mikey, here you go. Oh, well. oh, geez. Oh boy. Mikey, I would like you to play the role of Road Warrior Hawk. Oh man, it's the hardest one. Yep. Yeah. Or would you rather have me be Animal? No, no, I'm or would you rather have me voice. be Hawk? I'm good. All right. Be, I might not be able to do the rest of the podcast. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will be. Um, I will be animal. You will be. be rough. Do you want to give it to Jake? No, you good. can pass I'm it off to Jake. I'm, I'm good. All right. You you gotta start. Oh well, yes! it doesn't matter. We're gonna go against. We wanna kick everybody's butt. And right now, on a very short time, sing, Booker T. You're gonna find out why we're called the Chicago Big Bullies. We are going to be the champions of the Chicago street fight from beating up nobodies. We got to beat the Road Warriors from being the best. Tell them, Hawk. The Medulla Oblongata, otherwise known as the brain stem, controls all the body functions. Everything Booker T and Sting, I, an animal are going to remove your brain stems. You will have to depend on depend for the rest of your life because you'll see <laughs> we're the team that says what we're going to do and then gets the job done. There's no stinking way you two could legally beat us to any time, any place, especially in our match. A Chicago street fight, the one we're best at. All out blitz. Anything goes. Nobody cares. Especially us. That's the mentality I had going into this match. <laughs> you know, I um I went in 
after after Boogeyman and DDP, <laughs> I was dead. I I was I was dead inside, and I'm so like, I can 12. I can handle anything after that match. <laughs> I can handle anything. Anything. I I thought I could handle anything. <laughs> I turned it off. I needed a second. Like I needed. I to they should have the put half, Medusa and Colonel Robert Parker uh, between the la- these last two matches. Okay. I. I I I rewatch I watched the show twice. As did I. I did it in one sitting. The second time I watched the show. The second time was rough to get the, through. The second time I watched the show, this match came on and I went and I took a shower. I've got <laughs> I've got long beautiful hair. You sure do. Takes a long time for me to take a shower. <laughs> I got out of the shower and there was still so much <laughs> time Fuck. left in this match where they didn't do anything. This is this <laughs> is the equivalent of two guys, a in girl in a pizza, pizza place. place. Two guys in the Indies in 1999, or four guys in the Indies in 1999, just going, "It's a street fight. We'll just call it in the ring, kid." This, this match just reminds me of when I faced Main State Posse up in Maine, and it was. So a, they were just called the State Posse up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't think. Tag team street fight. Let's say in like a bingo hall up in Maine, that's fine. But when it's on live TV, it's kind of hard to keep track of everything. Well, here's well, you got to split screens. Good. This was yeah, yeah. because I can focus on both screens at the same time. Originally, this was supposed to be pre-taped, like the uh, previous years. Um, the Blacktop Bully Black versus top, Dustin yes, Rhodes. So it's supposed to be in you know in some kind of setting. You know, I, I would Chicago maybe. I would have also liked to have seen when they used to do the fake concession stand. Yes, like, at least bring that shit out. Like, I think the best one of these, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, Brett, but I would encourage you to watch uh, Cactus Jack and Max Payne versus the Nasty, Nasty Boys. Boys. Um, was it? Was it like Spring Stampede or like Slamboree '94? Yeah, it was Spring Stampede. They did they a couple of them. Nasty Boys were involved in a couple. Like Harlem that's who I said. The Nasty Boys, but like they had Public that match enemy. where they went into yeah. the the stands and the the fake concession stands, yeah. and that was some of the best like garbage. Like it was definitely. I mean, it was not ECW, so you're not going to get it as violent and bloody. But for a WCW show, it was really good stuff. Mm. This was the exact opposite. See, I, they stayed at ringside. They use like, uh, like a broom and like a was like a hey, trash that's right. opponent. Hold on, the brooms didn't come out till at least twenty five minutes <laughs> of this match. Like, I, and listen, I I'm not I I'm I don't hate it as much as I think it time wise it definitely could have been cut down. Yes, but they were doing some shit like besides animal because animal was fucking gassed by ten the ten minute mark. Sure, like, me too. <laughs> but those first ten minutes were were sleep. good. No, I those first two minutes they were going at it, and then all of a sudden it was like they didn't know what to do next, so they just split screen ran around. So, Mikey, I got a snap last night from Katie Pineapple. Uh-huh. So you Hot. were watching. <laughs> You were watching this last night. Yep. Again. Um, did you make her watch the entire thing, or is it just we, in? We watched from um, we watched from Booty Man till the <laughs> okay. end. Okay, till the end where she broke up with where you. Where she killed herself. <laughs> it was the end of her life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How did she feel about the Chicago street fight? Um, she couldn't get over Booker T's romper <laughs> 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 and how big his arms were. Okay, okay. that's. 
pretty much it. <laughs> okay. How about, how about his nose oh, tape? Oh, and she liked the Road Warriors haircut, like hair interchangeable <laughs> haircuts. Oh, she liked how they could like lock into each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They had like the opposite. Like, let's combine Mechazords. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this J- just to get this out of the way, JC, how does this match feel to you? Thirty-four minutes. It was twenty-nine minutes and thirty-three seconds. All right. Fucking. Uh, I figured it. I I agreed with you guys saying maybe the Steiners should have been on there. Take the if you put the Steiners on this show and subtracted the time from this match, this match would have been twenty four minutes and fourteen seconds. Wow. So then I was like, maybe we can get JL and Malenko on the <laughs> okay. show. Uh-huh. So I uh, put that on there, and uh, that brought this match down to twenty minutes and fifty four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so I was like, you know, Duggan and Bubba might as well make the pay per view. <laughs> so uh, that brought it down to seventeen thirty four. Holy <laughs> shit! And I'm like, while we're at it, Slater and fucking Alex Wright had a match. Fucking that brought it down to fifteen forty four. Wow. Oh, that would have been the perfect time for this match. So I was figuring, just like, just put the entire thing on, on pay per view, uh, on main event. That would have made us this a twelve match card. Now it's o- but that's okay. <laughs> No. <laughs> so um, no. <laughs> any of those matches that he just said would have been far better than oh, what absolutely. we got. Oh, uh, absolutely. Hawk gets a chair at one point and very lightly taps Booker T in the tummy wummy. <laughs> Is that gonna really <laughs> take away his mandula omlagata? Then yeah, but then Is that like the belly welly? <laughs> then he just hits fucking. He hits Hawk. Uh, he hits uh, Sting in the back of the head while he's on all fours and just fucking like murders him. No, <laughs> everybody's hitting everybody in the back of the head. Uh, it's moitas. Oh, sorry. Like nobody has any regard. No regard. Yeah, no, no They're kidding. Still doing some like crazy things though. Like fucking, uh, you know, the big, huge uh, power body slam from the top rope. I watched. Like, I watched all the nitros leading up to this, and I still don't understand why it's Sting and Booker why T teaming up. So that had that. to been another late change because I'm convinced that it was originally to be Luger and Sting versus the Road Warriors. Right. I'm su- or they could probably would have got to do a stupid triangle match or something. Right. It was um, supposed to be Luger and, and Sting. And then they decided to pull because they needed extra bodies for the Doomsday Cage. Now, also, another point of this was uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was supposed to face Chris Benoit on this show. Yep, in a false count, count anywhere match. Anywhere match. And I know I was gonna kind of say that for later, but um, that also got that. Hold on, let me sub- let me subtract Chris that from uh, LOD versus. <laughs> and we're still at twelve minutes. <laughs> um, Booker uh, Benoit was gonna have trouble because he was on a Japan a tour of Japan, uh, and they weren't sure he was gonna make it back in time. However, Booker T was on that same tour and still made it on time to be at the pay per view. So, uh, so they- obviously, you know, they they decided to go with. Savage being in the main event. So, but again, that means that Hogan was supposed to be everybody by himself. It was supposed to be one versus four originally. Yes. Um, for, you know, like a headbutt to the ball spot, like where the guy falls into the other guy's balls, is a spot that would make like a lot of like quote unquote vets shake their head and be like, uh, ball spot. But the Legion of Doom and Sting <laughs> and Booker T did a fucking balls, like headbutt to the ball spot. Um, I understand the reason for split screen, I get it in theory. But yeah, just like maybe yeah, focus it's only when on there's something going on. But no, and maybe there are shots up. where all four guys are in the same shot, and it's still <laughs> a split screen. It may be like split up the matches that have split screen, not put them both in a row. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of split screen in the other match too. Well, and then the the worst offender of this was when they did World War Threes, where they yeah. had three oh. cameras, three cameras, and three commentary teams. Oh, for I each watch. Ra- yeah. oh, I watched World War Three because I was. That's going to be your next That's best your next show, one, buddy. <laughs> Take uh, your pick of your okay. year. I, I will say, 
Uh, favorite spot? Since we're going off of like Road Warriors, like no selling stuff. Uh huh. I love fucking uh, pile driver to hawk. No Jump sell. Jump right up. Get up. Clothesline. <laughs> That's classic Road Warriors. That's though. classic Hawk specifically. Yeah, like, and especially when it comes to pile drivers, which yeah, is he, great. He no sold Jerry Lawler's pile driver in Memphis. On um, the outside, man. Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to take. I don't want to give it all to Hawk. So my spot of the match was a uh, good old Road Warrior Animal. Him and Sting are wandering over near the Doomsday Cage, and Sting has gone off camera to retrieve a chair. And animals looking around, kind of wandering. And he like, loses him, loses him, and then just puts his hands up, waiting. Doesn't know where <laughs> things coming from, and just has both he his hands in the somewhere. air and just walking around, waiting for a chair to come at him. And sure enough, right off screen, here comes Sting. Oh my god, a chair! Man, it's a good thing he had his hands up. Fucking uh, um, there's a there's and like Booker T and Hawk. There's like an Irish whip spot while Sting is dragging Animal by the leg, and they have to like jump over him to avoid snapping <laughs> well, his leg. Booker T goes for the spinneroony, but Animal takes Just a bump, him. and then he ends up un- like he ends up underneath Booker T, and Booker T sliding his ass all over <laughs> his face. Oh my fantastic. god! Um, Hawk Hawk was the MVP of this match for me. He threw two fucking drop kicks on the floor in this match. <laughs> um, Booker T's uh, missed Harlem Hangover is probably my spot of the match. Okay, that move just looks like I. Would never want to take that. No. Well, they're really smart putting anyone. Booker in there no. over Stevie Ray. Like they were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think this match couldn't get worse? Replace Booker with Stevie Ray. <laughs> oh, but he was involved in the match. Let's not forget Holy that. Holy shit, he was wearing his smooth fucking outfit. Fucking. I love his outfits, that fruit booty. So oh after God. Sting uh, leaves Booker T to fend for himself to get two brooms. See ya. <laughs> Then Booker T's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Sting's like, we have enough brims in this match, might as well get two more. <laughs> so Booker T leaves, uh, Animal follows him, and they end up in the back where Lex Luger's working out. Right, that, he's, okay. getting, he's getting his pump. You so know the what? match is up next. You know what? This is my favorite spot of the match. <laughs> so uh, Animal somehow bumps into, bumps him. into Luger. Luger's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I love and Jimmy Hart freaking out all around, and Lex Luger's unaffected, but Jimmy Hart, oh my God, they're fighting, they're fighting. Uh, they... they they really they try to handcuff him. They tape him. They, they, they sure did. Him. They like, sure did try. They tried. Uh, and I, I didn't really get the alliance here. So I, the alliance was basically that the Harlem Heat wanted the shot at the World Tag Team Championship. And the only way to get it, Sting said, if we beat the LOD, we will give, give you, you a, a title shot. Uh, okay. Sting so basically and Luger these, two, these two enemies must come together mm. to defeat the Road Warriors. Because I the it. LOD had been acting very heelish leading up to this. They had beaten the Steiner brothers and the uh, Nasty Boys using their uh, their wrist gauntlet with the spikes. They were using those as weapons. And the LOD out. did a run-in during that main event match. Yes, with the, the Nasty Boys and, and the Steiners. Mm. So they were definitely kind of playing heels yeah. in a way. And yeah, it's so funny that this Chicago street fight was such fucking garbage. And then a year later, at WrestleMania 13, they had like a violent, brutal fucking uh, Chicago street fight, which fucking Ron Simmons got his lung collapsed. And like, I think that I think at this point, it's it's. I think that WrestleMania 13 match was a diamond in the rough. That was a uh, anomaly because watching Road Warriors WCW work in '96, they were already on their way down. And the majority of their WWF run in 97 and 98 was pretty fucking bad. So I think that, that Chicago Street Fight at 13 was like their their last hurrah. Uh, guys, let's get to the main event. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the main event, I want to play this for you real quick. For wanna. the debut 
Uh, oh, no, let's get <laughs> a layer. Hello. No, that's still Kim. Hachi machi. Hachi machi. So on the uh, Monday Nitro uh, from March 18th, 1996, it is the debut of Z Gangsta oh, God. and his uh, his partner in crime. Now, um, the final solution. The solution. <laughs> this was where you had mentioned earlier where Pillman was getting the fuck out of Dodge and wanted nothing to do with it. Yep. Now, on like WWE's YouTube, they only show about a minute and thirty seconds of this, which just shows the the arrival of Z Gangster well, in Jeep. Why is, why is that? Well, it would probably have to do with this in ring promo after the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh Tony Shivani Good luck Take it Eric Bobby Mongo We've seen a lot of things here on Nitro But continuing to come up with the shockers Look at the size of these two men And I guess you were right when you said last Saturday We're going to play the very last Trump card in Uncensored We're playing the last Trump You see Hogan When you decided To bring your best friend into death row we just up the ante we'll put two men in a cage the gangster the enforcer the world heavyweight champion the taskmaster and the final solution you see i was at the thieves the final solution. Now, for those of you who are not history buffs, <laughs> the final solution was a, uh, I b- believe it was some sort of like, um, <laughs> was it something from World War Two or something? It's the end game for the Jews. Well, for the Nazis. Well, they, to eliminate the right. Jews. They're, it was called the final solution. Correct. Their final solution was to eradicate all Jewish life. Now, Who did, thought this was a good Now, idea? did the Nazis also have weird painted-on mustaches? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't have the historical documents to confirm that, but I'm going to say yes. Now, <clears throat> Jeep Swenson here really has no very limited experience in wrestling. A.K.A. Zero. Uh, he no, he, he does. He did very, li- did very little. Wrestled in uh, WCCW <clears throat> briefly in Texas. But he's... Obviously awful. Uh, He claims to have the largest muscular arms in the world. I believe that to be a fact. Uh, I mean, look at him. (laughs) Yeah, he's got it's the enormous arms. Double Jimmy Hart. (laughs) (laughs) He is a double Jimmy. Never go double Jimmy. (laughs) Double JJ. That's what I like Um, to call. Ultimate solution. He, uh, which what he was near later named. He uh, he played Bane in the best Batman movie. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> well, listen to our Batman podcast to find out. Um, at his funeral, he died a year later. Also, wow. Um, he was also in No Holds Barred, but he looks like he's in such good shape. <laughs> yeah, he looks very healthy. You should here. see his heart, though. <laughs> um, yeah. His so heart- he di- wait. When did he die? A year after this. A year after. Yeah. So he died in ninety seven. Ninety seven. It may have been ninety eight, but it was I've, okay fairly soon after right. this. Because he was still alive when Batman and Robin came out, so it must have been late ninety seven or early ninety eight. Uh, both Davy Boy Smith and James Caan spoke at his funeral. Oh. Yeah. He, uh, he was James Caan's like uh, bodyguard or something on the set of some movie, and I believe he may have been a bit part in there. Look at Flair bowing to the final solution. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh no. Um. 
TWT All Star Z Gangster, of course. Yeah, uh, Tom Tiny Lister, star of such uh, acclaimed movie as No Hold Barred, Slammed, Slammed. and Friday. Uh-huh. Debo, you may I'm remember thrilled. Debo from Friday and Next Friday. Do you know what that means, Todd or Brett? You ever see uh, Friday? Friday or Next Friday or Friday After Next? Mm-hmm. His look says no. <laughs> Classic movie. He's like that's a day no. of the week. Um, <laughs> Uh, in this Doomsday Cage match, here we go. We've got Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage taking on Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Meng Barbarian, Lex Luger, Z Gangster, Ultimate Solution, and Kevin Sullivan, and Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. Now, Ultimate Solution and Z Gangster do not show up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Where the fuck were they? Um, Where are they? Like, okay, let's just let's <laughs> they just were flat out. Them. Do you think <laughs> anybody had any idea of how this match was supposed to work? No, no. <laughs> nobody, because because. <laughs> They, the rules were never fully explained, and even when they were, that's not what happened. Rules are going to be broken, brother. The, originally, escape they said the that cage. they didn't say escape. They said Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage has to eliminate and defeat everybody the in Jews? each cage <laughs> <laughs> to move on to the next level instead of just, you know, throwing powder in their face and escaping to the next level. And hit them with like, frying pans. Like, well. well do you think the, do you think the frying pans was their way of like look we're edgy like this is uncensored <laughs> yeah like I'm dead serious like yes ECW this would... is your brain on drugs <laughs> <laughs> oh this is what I like <laughs> on Rachel like, ECW, Cook. this was like this was ECW like frying pans was ECW's yes. like yeah. uh, mascot like if you think so like <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone it's me Fry the hey, ECW hey. frying pan <laughs> well you know what they say Mikey you know out of the frying pan and into the WCW ring yeah. Yeah, uh, they always hey, say. Uh, uh, yeah, Zeus was talking <laughs> about this match in an interview uh, recently, and he said, you know. My best match. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if Hulk Hogan wants to pay me $50,000 to hit me with a frying pan, then hit me with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Given then to him by the, the Booty Man. man. <laughs> oh, just when you think this match couldn't get worse, <laughs> it's like, yep, Booty Man's back. So do you think that. The original idea, you start at the top. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't you work your way from the bottom to the top? You know? And like so, Arn so Anderson y- in sweatpants. Arn, well, listen, if you're going to wrestle with frying pans, you're going to wrestle comfy. Oh, and my I, God. But here's, like, I feel like they put the heart see up there there was no there was no fucking footing up there no there was not the entire time everybody's like uh oh Oh, 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 oh. I'm just gonna stand on the the ribs over here think about Undertaker and Mankind from King of the Ring 98 times 9-11 that's what (laughs) I'm like that's the danger you're at (laughs) (laughs) like they are up there so you think they should put like a wood floor down or something yes Yes, for well, sure. Here's, I mean, so if they would, if they started in the ring, they didn't. They barely even used the ring. They sure didn't. There. Like they because they, Jeep, because uh, uh, Ultimate Sol- Final Solution and Z Gangster, I'm pretty sure were supposed to be in that bottom uh-huh. ring the whole time. They sure were. And they just weren't. And He's like, hold on, my makeup's not ready. And then they just <laughs> I don't have the Z written on my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just left the cage and went back to the regular ring yeah i, I actually What's the point i actually thought that was smart to go to the real cage so the, so the fans can see them wrestle oh, oh yeah yeah because there thing. was no the well because TV the lights screen. are been dimmed to all fucking this doomsday the, cage the red and purple lights all over it's like what the fuck and then like when z gangsta and the solution get in the ring like the lights are blue like it gets really weird like, ooh, put on the blue lights 
um savage randy savage pulls out powder and it just kind of like falls on the ground and it's just everywhere and he's like trying to scoop it up but like, i thought the powder got smuggled to him too i thought that booty man had given no him nope. he he took the powder out of his out of his tight so we had that the whole but time he, yes it was, it was well yeah. it was it was it wasn't just it wasn't baby powder it was his own bag but he's like oh shit. oh shit it's more like heel powder <laughs> but when he when he opened it that Megan, was actually his pet egg scrapings Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> Meng and Barbarian were underneath Macho Man at that point, so when Macho dropped some of the powder, they both sold it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was fucking great. <laughs> Meng and Barbarian had such little to do in they this match. So there's it. a point. There's a point when they leave the cage, the whole, like they leave the cage and go back to the regular ring, and there's a camera following Meng Barbarian and Jimmy Hart as they're just walking down the <laughs> scaffolding, and they just left. Well, yep. They just went to the back. Do you think they the, get like locked in the side? Yeah. Room? Yeah. And then, like, that's it for us. But, like, that's really smart. They're like, fuck this. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's go see if there's anything catering left. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the weirdest shit ever. Um, so long. Uh, my so favorite long. part was... was your, what was your spot of the match? Well, okay. My spot of the match was actually... Um, Kevin Sullivan pretending to get yes. knocked off the scaffold. Yeah, he's yep. like yeah. hanging. Do you think he like quality tested that before? Do no. you think he was just like, yeah, I'm going to go for it? Yeah. What if it just broke? Well, I thought that I died laughing. <laughs> I, I thought that several he times. He would have died screaming. During this match. Like when, when, when they were taking the bumps to the side of the cage, like into the cage, like what if that shit just fell open that's and they what, that's what I'm, yeah. fell to the Or it toppled over and landed on fans. Well, like, it would have been a lot more entertaining. Oh, than yes. This. Kevin I mean, Sullivan doesn't fear death. So for him, he's like, fuck it. If I go, I go. He'll die doing what he loves. But um, It's part of the match. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was my that was my okay. wife. That was my spot of the match, but I loved. There was one audio cue from Shivani. Look at this capacity crowd in the background. All the lights are shut off <laughs> <laughs> because they after they returned to the cage for the final segment, everyone they left. shut the main ring, all the lights off in the back. So you could just focus on the Doomsday Cage. Mm. So when he's like, look at all these people, all the lights are off. When they had a wide shot of it, you couldn't see shit. Anything. Like the top level, you couldn't see anything going on. I mean, I, I give the production crew credit because- They yeah. were getting up in there. Were, yeah, like Craig Leathers. The crane, Craig, Craig Leather, Leather, yeah, yeah, Leather. Leather. Craig Leather, yeah. Leather. <laughs> they had the nice crane views, which was cool. Like the production was pretty good for this. They did what they could. They sure did. And- did you have a spot, Mike? Mine was the, oh, the Kevin Sullivan, Sullivan teetering off the, t- off the, the top. The same. Um, that was about the what only. Were you, Lumby? My favorite spot was when um, Rick Rick Flair was holding Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> and uh, Lex Luger loaded up his glove, and he went to swing. Macho Man ducked, and Lex Luger paused. Felt like an eternity. Just stopped. <laughs> Looked at Ric Flair, and then punched him, <laughs> <laughs> and acted shocked. <laughs> I, I do want to give one other. And then they go. Then they get out of the ring and celebrate. Like we won. Wait, we were already out of the ring. So Macho Man has to jump back into the and ring, pin, pin Ric Flair, and get back out again. Out of all eight people in that match, who has to take the pin? Ric, Ric Flair. Fucking Flair. Why not Ultimate Solution? Why not Z Gangster? You're paying them for their one appearance and never hey, to come back. I said I'd get a frying pan and say I'd lose. <laughs> um, I do want to give uh, small props to Hogan during that final spot. He knocks everybody, big punch, big punch, and then almost hits Randy Anderson and stops. <laughs> and Randy Anderson's like, whoa. That's pretty great. <laughs> uh, uh, JC, how long did that match feel to you? Eternity. 50 minutes. 
50? 50 minutes. It was uh, 25-16. No way! 25-16. So which was longer, this or the street fight? The street, street fight. fight. Wow. <laughs> this felt... This felt longer. Like an eternity. Wow. Um, while Lumberjake gets the tallies out... As no, I was far- getting some munchkins. Oh, yeah. uh, well, but while he does that, the no, uh, <laughs> readers of the Wrestling Observer gave this show thumbs up. 12. Okay. Thumbs down, 147. <laughs> uh-huh. Thumbs in the middle, 19. Okay. Now, the best match, according to the Wrestling Observer, was Eddie Guerrero versus Conan. Interesting. Bullshit. And the worst match being the Doomsday Cage match with 102 votes, followed by the Booty Man versus Diamond Dallas Page with 14 votes. Actually, I have different where um, the... Eddie Guerrero Conan match got three and a quarter stars. Are you going by? St- I'm going by the readers poll. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> let me wait till afterwards to give you the. Okay. Okay. So the voting for us is going to go best match: Finley versus Regal. Worst match: the Chicago Street Fight. This next vote says best match: uh, the Chicago Street Fight. As worst happens. worst match, DDP and the Booty Man. Mm. This one, best, Finley and Regal. Worst match, the Chicago Street Fight. Uh-oh. Nuts. Worst match, Booty Man and DDP. Best match, Regal versus Finley. Oh. So we are tied between what the worst match was with DDP and Booty Man and the Chicago Street Fight tying. Okay. But it is a uh, nearly unanimous decision. Three out of four? Three out of four voted Finley and Regal as the best match of the night. So I got to ask, who picked Guerrero and Conan? What? Who's, who's no, someone th- picked Chicago Street Fight's best. Oh, oh, who did that? That was Mikey? me. Oh, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that was me. Chicago Street Fight, best match, huh? Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, Dave Meltzer said uh, he gave three and a quarter stars to both opening ma- for the first two matches. One star to Colonel Robert Parker and Medusa. Yep, that's better than I thought it would be. Booty Man and DDP got a dud rating. <laughs> Loch Ness in the Giant got negative one star. Negative? No way. The Chicago it's Street fight yeah. was Dave Meltzer's match of the night with 3.5. <laughs> oh, wow. Me Melty baby! <laughs> and then the Doomsday Cage got a negative three stars <laughs> from Dave See, Meltzer. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to definitely take him seriously, especially after that. <laughs> well, you know, I, it, there was something about the intensity of Regal and Fit that I just really enjoyed. And um, I'll tell you, 1996 JC would have been incredibly bored by it. But 2019 JC, I just loved how fucking stiff it was, just them killing each other. So that's where I kind of landed on it. Well, boys, uh, we have another... We have another uh, show in the books. Wow. So, Uncensored 96. Uh, so, Mikey, thumbs in the middle? Thumbs in the middle for me. Thumbs in the I middle? I didn't hate... A lot of people hated this show I because of the first three matches. Like... I love and even And even the Chicago Street Fight. Like, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, yeah, it was fucking long as shit, but they were doing some crazy shit in that match. Yeah, not really. I love wrestle crap, and I am nostalgic for the old days, so this was a thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it. W- I mean, it was. Was there bad? Absolutely. There was a lot of bad. Was it good? There was some good. But was it ever like really like boring to me? Like in a like I'm gonna fast forward type of way. Besides the 29 minute Chicago Street fight, 
I was okay with it. Yeah, everything I was I was okay with most of it. There was the the Booty Man DDP and the Chicago Street Fight took a lot out of me. Yeah, there was a lot that took a lot out of me. So you you would not recommend so this? Thumb, thumb, uh, I'll give it a thumb in the middle. Middle. I would primarily go thumbs down. All right, all right. That's and that's fair. That's your prerogative, man. That's, that's okay. That's prerogative. Oh. So um, uh, another another great addition, Lumberjig. What are you picking next out of the vault for best in show? Next up, we will be with uh, Mr. Dan Terry, the fittest man, making his debut. Finally. And his last appearance. Yes. And uh, uh, Brett, why don't you tell him what we'll be watching? They are going to be watching my first ever WrestleMania, WrestleMania 27. Boom. All right. Wow. Get ready to see the, his favorite match of all time, Edge and Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Hey, you laugh. I marked out so hard <laughs> when Edge came out on that entranceway. <laughs> How'd you mark out the next night on Raw? Did you cry? <laughs> I didn't watch Raw. He wasn't allowed. <laughs> no, I didn't watch that Raw, and the next thing you know, I'm looking at the info for SmackDown. It's like, how will Edge is shocking news? And you're like, Christian? There's <laughs> no way he'll be able to beat Alberto Del Rio in a ladder match. <laughs> I was praying he did. Oh, Christian, no way he's going to lose that title the next, the same week on SmackDown. That's yep. what I said, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, three-way theater, we are now on Spotify. Yep. You can uh, go ahead and uh, load up that old Spotify machine. Is and Spotify still one of our biggest... Uh, it is up there, I'll tell you what. I'm, uh, I said I'll that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I said that on Flintstones, and immediately uh, uh, Apple Podcasts just fought right back, and they're fight jockeying for that top spot. Awesome. Um, so, yes, we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean. Wherever you get podcasts, you can now get three-way theater. Um, obviously, all of our episodes are still available on threewaytheater.com and um, Twitter, yep. Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, Tumblr. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, do, you, do you have anything you'd like to plug, JC? JC? Uh, my hair plugs? You mean, no, these are... Oh, 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 well, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Three Way Theater sponsored today, our episode sponsored by Soft Serve Brands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it's where you can get, um, you know, uh, all of logo your... Logo designs. Yeah, logo designs. As long as you're not too picky or complicated. Right, as long as you are as simple as... Is your request as simple as possible? You know, uh, you know capitalize on your botch or injury. Uh-huh. Or uh, lowercase. <laughs> right. <laughs> capitalize lowercase. Yeah, know. whatever you want. Whatever yeah, alphabet. And, uh, you know... With affordable prices and quick turnaround. Exactly. Soft Serve Brand is the place to go. Yeah, you can get that on uh, Facebook.com slash Soft Serve Brand. Check that out. All right. It's official, fun. Official sponsor. Official sponsor of <laughs> Three-Way Theater. Well, Lumberjake's wearing one of those Soft uh, Serve shirts right now. Yeah, they're sure very is. nice. They're very soft. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and you were served it right yeah, away. Yeah, uh -huh. served right away. Uh, that's our Three-Way Theater Stella shirt it looks like you're wearing. looks yeah. very nice. Love this shirt. One of my yeah, favorites. Look at Look at, at Mikey's bun on there. His buns look great. Yeah. And if you're feeling too soft, well, why don't you try some blue? I'm kidding. Oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah, we cannot yeah, we talk wish. about that. Yeah. yeah. That's an unofficial sponsor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Todd, do you have anything you'd like to? Uh, Brett, you'd like anything you'd like to? Uh, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. He wants to announce his name time. change. <laughs> yeah, I knew like it was going to happen too. Um, Get used to it, man. This is going to be like that for a while. Everything. Yeah, and I know. Believe me, I can't wait to go anywhere that I've been in the past couple years. Um, if you want, I've changed everything. So like, Twitter. Instagram. Don't ever change, man. <laughs> but where where can My, we find you? Um, BRG underscore wrestles. Man, you just like to make that shit complicated, huh? Man, see, I was just kidding about the BRG thing, man. I like it. BRG was my favorite Roll Doll book. 
<laughs> have you seen the movie? No. It's really good. You should see it. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that's uh. That's uh, next oh. on uh three way theater. We promise. Uh huh. We sure do. We Finally, for realsies, we're gonna go to the movies and we're gonna see fighting with my family. Three way theater goes to the movies. Woo-hoo! TWT you know, goes to the it's movies. It's gonna be really hard to take notes in the movie theater. Well, we're gonna be the only ones in there. Yeah. So. And we're gonna be recording it on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to go to the movies. I think that's gonna be more like again notes. They're going to be difficult to take, so I think it's going to be more of a free-form conversation mm-hmm. just yeah. about kind of what we watch. But this is the first time we've ever been able to go to a movie oh, theater we, to we watch one of our We have a discussion of like what our movie candy favorites are. Yeah! Ah, TWT goes to the movie. Ooh, yes! bunch of crunch. <laughs> Snow caps. That's where it's at. Um, yeah. Butterfinger BBs. Remember those? Yes! Todd doesn't. Brett doesn't. You don't know what that means, do you? <laughs> what? Nope. Butterfinger <laughs> BBs. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for listening. Again, check us all out uh, wherever you listen to us. And uh, I'm JC. I'm Lumber Pava. I'm Lumber Jake. And I'm Todd. I mean Brett. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been three Best in Three Way Theater. Goddamn five star classic. Match of the night. Bye. Medulla oblongata. Oh man, my throat. My throat really hurts.